This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 102 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And we are back to the weekly paper beers. June 16th, 2004. The week before the two-year anniversary show. Where? Next Wednesday in, the, in 2004. But I think for us, it's Thursday. Thursday, yeah. We'll be Jarrett. Defending against Ron, the truth killings. But before we get there, we have, like I said before, the June 16, 2004 show. We got an X Division title match. We got a tag team title match. We have an ultimate humiliation match. And guess what? That's not even it. We also got a flag match. Dude. It's fucking We are loaded. I'm telling you right now, Bob, if this was an episode of AEW Dark on YouTube. And by the way, it's kind of old news now, but you can read Bob's reviews of AEW Dark on pwmania.com. That's another thing I have to do tonight after this, is do the dark. I did Dark Elevation. I started doing that April 25th, just to give you a time frame of when we're recording this. So go back and read two months worth of dark and dark elevation reviews yeah absolutely um well i'm trying to i'm trying to look something up quick i'm having a very difficult time doing it but the correct this might be accurate so bob the first nwa tna pay-per-view was on june 19th 2002 right so technically in 2004 three days later so we're they're kind of doing their anniversary a little bit late however what that kind of means is uh I'm pretty sure this is kind of our two-year anniversary because we dropped an episode before the first pay-per-view that came out. So in a way, I'm trying to look at, I'm trying to find the exact date, but let me tell you, man, go trying to go on Podbean this far back to try to figure out when that episode dropped is not going really easy for me right now. It's kind of annoying the shit out of me. Shouldn't you just go into your dashboard and then go to the last episode, like the first episode? Well, that would require me to log in. So yeah, let me do that. But I'm going to do that as we're kind of chatting. But I'm pretty sure it is, which if you think about it, it's pretty freaking crazy. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I can't believe I've been doing this for two years. Oh, stop it. I started off being all like, dude, this stuff sucks. And you know what? Some of it did suck. But for the most part, it's actually been fairly decent. Yeah, And we aren't what... even in the glory years yet. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I actually saw someone post recently. Oh, okay. So, pause. I got it. Technically, tomorrow is our t- official two-year anniversary. June 17th, 2020, our very first episode, Get Ready to Cross the Line, that dropped. And uh, 
if you have no idea what that is, it was a lead up. We kind of talked for a bit about the heading in what from the close of WCW to the open of TNA, what happened. And then just two days later, we dropped the first pay-per-view. Uh, and here we are now on the 99th pay-per-view. Well, I mean, we definitely recorded before that day. So for us, recording-wise. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The episode dropped, yeah. <laughs> well, pretty crazy nonetheless. Um, and you, now I just lost my train of thought. What, what were you about to say? I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember either, man. It has been a crazy week. Now, before I guess, listen. Let's let's do a couple things quick. I want to talk about what have we just did this weekend, very very briefly, since this episode's obviously out much later than it. But before that, I want to say, listen. Let let me get the plugs out of the way, guys. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA. Oh, and also that URL. Yeah, we got a pro wrestling tea store. It's prowrestlingtees.com slash cross the line TNA. You can buy your, your logo tee. Will there be another design up by the time this episode airs? I freaking hope so. I really do. It's a really cool design. And also be sure to like us on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Will I have figure reviews up soon? I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, I don't know, Bob. I uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if they'll be up by the time this airs or not. I haven't fully decided how I'm going to handle this, but I I do have some unopened Impact figures that I plan to open, so that might be happening. But you only will know if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And listen, even if you don't listen to the podcast on YouTube, subscribe anyways. Like the videos, but we appreciate your support. Uh, but you know, you can download us wherever you want. You already know that though. That's why you're listening to us right now. It's pretty easy. And you could even leave us a review. <gasps> that would be even better. What? We would love if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your, uh, us on your favorite podcasting platform. But enough of that. Enough of that. Bob, just a few days ago, as Bob just <laughs> said, we are recording this in late April. Um, that's because we are getting ahead of the game as we were preparing for our Impact episodes. Uh... Just, what, four days ago, me and Bob attended Rebellion live in Poughkeepsie, New York, at the former Mid-Hudson Civic Center, a very uh, famous wrestling venue. Famous. It's a lot of cool. Historic is the better word. Yeah. Um, it was pretty fun. It was a really good time. I got my Rebellion shirt on right now. I think the biggest thing to come out of this show... It's not that me and Bob predicted who was going to win the main event months before. It's not that. It's that Bob bought an Impact Wrestling sweatshirt. Sure did. And he knew what I was leading up to with that, I'm pretty sure. Because oh, yeah. Bob blew my mind. And he almost bought a shirt, but they, they ran out of the size he needed. Yeah. Who runs a wrestling company, and before your show starts, you run out of 2XL t-shirts? Yeah, that's probably ninety five percent of your wrestling audience's size, at least. I do think that was a little weird, but nonetheless, I mean, you did you you got a, a sweatshirt that's really nice, and I I should have probably gotten for myself, but I uh, I spent enough money at that show. Well, and here's the thing with that: I had to get that in a three XL. 
Yeah, because they didn't have your size in that either. Because they didn't have my size in that either. But I'm hoping that it shrinks. When I think I it will it. a little bit. It'll be a comfortable one, you know? Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun. No one said hi to us like we were hoping. That's okay. Well, you also didn't really have the sign up that much. I So the thing that, okay, so me and Bob, we sat in the fourth row. The seats are fine, especially for Bob, who's tall as fuck. Me, my neck hurt after. My neck was hurting too, man. It was um, it was a hard to like see show, and when people stood up, I couldn't. See. When Chelsea Green went through that table, do you think I saw it? Fucking no, I did not. I did not see it either. However, I might have got our sign on camera during that. I haven't gone back and watched like a bunch of the stuff, but you're right. I did not hold the sign up a lot during the show because I was so short and no one was gonna see it. I tried to do it in the opening of the pre-show and the opening of the pay-per-view. Well, you should have given it to me. I would have done it. You could have taken it. It was sitting right in front of me the whole time. It's your possession. I'm not going to steal your possession. No, you could have you borrowed it, man. This is your show as well. I'm not like Raven but, where it's, you know, nine-tenths ten, nine of the law. That's true. When he had the belt. I mean, it basically was. But we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. It was a lot of fun. I, I argued I, with like a nine-year-old. Dude, for three hours. Three hours. Bob and this this very small child went at it about who was going to win matches. It was really funny. Um, the sh- he was yelling, some of which I am not going to repeat because I feel like it was very. <laughs> I don't think it was good. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking uh, with my girlfriend about that, and I was like, I think we're, I'm not 100 percent if he knew what he was saying, but Kaylee's pretty sure that he knew what he was saying, and that makes it even worse. So I don't know. I think he knew what he was saying. There's a, there's a good chance of it. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. We got some merch. I got to say, that's one thing. Impact's merch table, that was one of the best merch tables I've seen at a live wrestling show. The stuff they had was awesome. Signed ring canvases from, like, you name an Impact roster member, they got it fucking signed. I mean, you could buy you could buy uh, Victory Road 2004 on DVD if you wanted it. They had it there. Yeah, and for five bucks, and people were buying it. It was five dollars. Yeah, all DVDs were five bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. But there was only like four DVDs there. I know, but I don't. I wonder if there's anything I needed. Well, I'll never know now. Uh, I ended up by I bought a shirt. I ended up meeting the Good Brothers, and then uh, Bob kind of peer pressured me into something. I don't. I don't really regret it either. I did. I feel like I did in the moment, but. It was not peer pressure. It was supporting it, you. It was like encouraging you. It was like Dallas, you know you you need this. And I was like, if you don't get it, I'm gonna get it. I was I was hoping you were gonna buy it and then I could haggle you on price. But well, if here's the thing, if I were to have bought the item, you would not get it for less than what I paid for it. Well, I would have tried though. And you wouldn't have, because I bet I'm gonna <laughs> put it on, I'll put it on fucking eBay and probably make it at least double. Well, that's a good point. So basically, what I bought is a it's a ring used, hard to kill, I believe 2021 turnbuckle pad, signed by Kenny Omega, who I'm pretty sure I've said it before. He is he's like my favorite wrestler, uh, and I I have a very large collection of Kenny Omega items. And like, what are the chances that they have happen to have this at the show? So it kind of was just meant to be. You probably have some of Kenny Omega's dried sweat on that turnbuckle. Dude, there's a good chance. You never know. 
Although um, it doesn't say if it's like the top turnbuckle, middle turnbuckle. Well, no, you never know which one. I, you just assume he touched this turnbuckle, maybe. Right. Well, but it was back and the watch, event anyways. You should go back and watch the match. Mm-hmm. And then, like, see if he touches every... And then I'll know for sure. Dude, you're guaranteed. I'm guaranteed at that point. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Uh, they, I really enjoyed that they had like meet and greets. They had some before and after the show with like select people. They picked them out, and the way they did that, I thought was great. Like that, and actually, I mean AEW actually does them too. Now I think about it, I like that bigger companies kind of do that. You, when I think of a meet and greet, it's like a like an indie show. So to to walk into this place, see a massive merch table, and then over here to the right, your meet and greets. I was like, shit. I was like, this is pretty cool. And I'm about to spend a lot of money. And I did. Yeah, is it though? I mean, you know, the I guess the perception of it. Is it like the greatest to have uh, impact to do that? Why? What's wrong about it? I don't know. Like the per- there's nothing wrong with it, but like the perception, like you just said, indie. Well, I well, because when I think of a meet and greet, whenever I've gone to a meet and greet, it's generally at an indie show or a store. So, like, the 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 idea that meeting an Impact star or even, like I said, AEW does them as well, like, oh, I could meet someone that I might not really have the chance to. It's just like WWE guys. Like, it's like you don't really get a, the chance to meet them easily. Right. You know what I mean? Unless someone's at an indie show, which obviously some AEW guys do that and stuff, so it's a little different. Um, do you do you regret not meeting James Storm in Rome, New York? Well, it, it wasn't in Rome, but the meeting or here in Clay. Um, so here's the thing: I I will say yes because I really wanted to start my mail out poster that I've shown on and I've talked about on here. I kind of want to start getting that signed by everyone, and I'm pretty sure America's Most Wanted is featured on the inside, and like I think that's obtainable that I could could get everyone on that and i think it's a i have an ecw poster we don't need to go into detail about it i got assigned by like probably over 20 guys at this point so a similar idea with this where i could get all the people who are on it and like that'd be really really awesome so yes and no i mean james storm isn't someone who's just gonna like disappear there's harder people to get on this poster i think monty brown's on it you tell me where the fuck i'm going to meet monty brown (laughs) you tell me where i'm going to meet chris harris I mean, like, there's people who it's like, maybe one day it'll happen at a convention if I'm lucky and go in New York City. It, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yes and no. I, I really did want to meet Deanna Perrazzo after Rebellion, but the line was too long and we were exhausted and had a three hour, three and a half hour drive home. So I said, you know what? It's it's not worth it. And I just spent so much money that it's fine. Um, but the next day at the Impact tapings, they did like Jay White and shit. Man, that would have been so cool, too. So uh, the Briscoes were there. The Briscoes were there. I actually, I never look at Impact spoilers. You did. I looked at the non-spoiler card of what happened because I was like, "What did I miss?" And I was like, "That did look pretty fun." Um, Alexander Moose rematch, right? Which they announced after the pay per view and stuff like that. Oh, they did. I didn't even know. Well, they didn't say Moose, but he said he defending the title. And then on their yeah, yeah, yeah. social media, they did post that it was Moose, wow. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, if you missed the pay-per-view and you were going to the tape in the next day, you essentially got the man. I mean, that's pretty cool. But anyways, enough about that. It was a great time. Uh, I can't wait to uh, go to more wrestling shows. 
that's just my life. Yeah, I, I've, I'm noticing more and more that shows that I go to that are further away just absolutely exhaust me. No, they do, and that's which I feel like was never the case before. No, it was a lot. It, it's a long car ride, and then it kind of screws up the day after. Oh, dude, yeah. The so, day after, it's like you're not. I like didn't do anything. I say I did too much. That's like part of my problem is that the day, next day I still had a lot of stuff I had to do. So I was on my couch and I was just staring at the wall like I'm so tired, but I like can't do anything. I wish I had that power, man. Yeah. But I'm hey, not, I'm not bragging about it. I didn't like doing that. Well, right, right. But hey, that's why I like shows that are closer. You know, Rochester. AW keeps coming to Rochester. I'm totally uh, cool with that. And yeah. the thing, the well, thing that's is, like a, that's like an hour and a half. It's nothing. Uh, By comparison. Impact, this is the closest that a live Impact show, I think, might have ever come. That I can, in, in my recent memory. No, I mean, they came to the fair. That was, that was a house show. Oh, you're talking about like a show, like a televised. Like a show, like a live oh. televised or pay-per-view. Oh. I'm pretty sure this is the closest they've come to us. And Poughkeepsie's a really great location because it's not far from the city. It's pretty close to Jersey. I, I mean, I understand why they picked there. Yeah. The, um, and I mean, it was a. I think they could do decent in some of the bigger, like you know, in like a Buffalo. I think they'd probably do fine because then Canada's right there too, and they they have big Canadian following. Actually, if I think yes. about it like that, they've been to Canada a lot. Maybe that is actually technically a little closer, but you got to go over the border and all that. So it just depends. Um, but anyways, that was a lot to open us up. But let's talk about. TNA from 2004. Uh, I don't have a ton of stuff that we're going to be talking about here before the show. Uh, and I don't really think there's much I'm going to say for during because it's pretty much all about impact because we're just talking about impact. It's pretty awesome. Bob, we just watched impact last week. <laughs> it's not two days ago. Like last week, last week. Um, and that, that was a uh, broadcast on June 11th, 2004. That impact show. And uh, let's talk about the matches that happened quick, and then we'll talk about some notes. And we're going to get into the show, and it's going to be a really great time. I can't wait. I can't wait. So Kid Cash defeated Amazing Red in the opening contest. AJ Styles and Kazarian had a X Division title, essentially, rematch from two days before on pay-per-view. And if you remember, that match on pay-per-view kind of had a botched finish. We talked about that a lot last week, so take or last episode. So go ahead and take a listen to that. But Styles did retain this time. Well, he won it the first time, but he retained, and they didn't screw up the finish. So we're all good there. Then we had the three life crew, BG James, Conan, and Ron Killings, defeated David Young and the Naturals. Monty Brown defeated Sunny Siaki. And then in the main event, Team Canada's Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and Petey Williams defeated Team Mexico's Abismo Negro, Heavy Metal, and Mr. Aguila. Or, wait, how did... I don't, there's nothing he Mike tonight say it a little differently than that. Agula. Mr. Agula. And Bob, if you remember on last episode, we talked about because there was also that dark match, Sabu defeating Abyss. Yeah, you you said you had a note on that. Oh yeah. I got some good shit on that. Okay. Um I can kind of jump around if we want. If we want to dive right into that first, I can do that or um however we want to handle this, because 
Uh, Dave does have a little brief thing about the actual show. So maybe let's just do that first, get that out of the way. Uh, so he mentions that the second TV show is a basic one-hour 80s-style regional show building up a house show or, well, in this case, the pay-per-view. Uh, nothing was bad, but nothing stood out. It uh, felt like nobody except for Dusty Rhodes was a star. This may take time when it comes to guys who have never had national TV exposure, but Dave says his impression watching was that they needed some bigger names to appear regularly on TV that people do know, or at least at first. The idea is to put a lot of fast, high-flying, fast, high-flying, fast-paced matches on so people won't tune out, which is why so much of the time is devoted to the X Division. In addition, that style is something not seen in WWE, so it helps give them a different identity. But today's wrestling is far more about star power than having good matches, and this felt to me like there wasn't enough star power, either to the crowd or to a new fan tuning in. New fans aren't going to buy pay-per-views just because they are, are just because they are told they are nine ninety-five, which was a Don West pitch during the show. Uh, that you can just watch a pay-per-view every Wednesday night and you don't have to pay thirty-four ninety-five to see it. Uh, then, or sorry, they buy a pay-per-view because they perceive them as having something special on it that they don't get on the television show. I think the um, – I personally I, – I agree with the star power thing being on TV. But I also agree that using the X Division as leverage on TV is potentially a smart idea. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if using them to prevent people from tuning out is really going to be – all that effective because um no it probably won't be i think what i agree with more is like they're showing something different we've mentioned it before i think on the first impact where they're on fox sports now they're definitely giving us a more sports feel with the timer on the top you got your tickers and all that shit and in turn the x division is much more athletic the, the style of wrestling. So I think it kind of fits the bill of what's going on, where they're airing, all that. Well, I think the it, I, mean, I guess the issue for me here is that the reasoning that they won't, or that they will probably tune out is kind of also the, like he provided the reason in that they don't know who they are. Yeah. No, I, that's not, that's not a bad so, point though. It's you know, if, I'm, if I'm like a, if I'm a WWE fan and, I don't know really anything outside of that. And I'm tuning it, or, you know, I'm just flipping through the channels and I see wrestling and I see these guys doing dives and flips or whatever. I'm going to be like, okay, that's cool. But like, I don't know who Amazing Red is or, or anything like that. So I think to another extent here, and I think really kind of moving forward, I, this might be important to kind of maybe keep track of guys that are, you know, cruiserweight or X division style in WWE. Right. They get released or something that might be important for impact to snatch up because mm-hmm. let's say there's a four way match where it's like, you know, Saban and Dutt and red. And then, um, I don't know, like, a, let's say Shannon Moore in, in WWE. Right. Or like yeah. the hurricane. If one of those guys were to get, released you know three right. months down no, the line and you're tuning in you see shannon moore in that 
type of match. You're be like, oh, I know Shane. I know Shane more. I mean, he might not be a big deal. He might not have been a big deal in WWE, but you know, I know him. He's familiar. Same thing with like Hurricane. Obviously, if a guy like Rey Mysterio was, you'd be like, oh shit, okay, right. And it's I think- all about how you use the guys that you take that have that recognition. And I think, especially now in the TV era, TNA might struggle with that. Because well, there's examples down the line here where I feel like they kind of fumble the bag. So if I was like, if I was Jeff Jarrett and I got a guy from WWE, mm-hmm. let's, who the fuck could, let's say a guy like Shelton Benjamin right. came in. And I'm using that here in 2004. I mean, he probably isn't anywhere near to be getting released, but whatever. Or like Rob Conway. Okay. A lot of resistance. Like he there could probably go. get cut any moment. The trend here with TNA is that those guys usually come in and they beat the TNA guys. Right. Well, for me, I'd be like, okay, Rob Conway, come on in here. But guess what? I need you to put over some guys. Mm-hmm. And then we'll circulate you in. Right. I think that's a really that's a really good point. Because I was just thinking like, well, wait, I can think of a bunch of guys that come in and that I think do – much better in TNA than they do in uh, WWE or another company. We're going to see a lot of examples of that. But what you just said is a really great point of not using them to elevate your own talent. Right. So if you have, okay, let's just say what we'll see in the future. A guy like Christian. Okay. He was one of the first ones I, that came to my mind. An immediate thing here. He is a upper mid and he, when he comes in next year. He's a mid uh, WB. He was a upper mid card guy. He was never quite a main event guy, right? And he, and, you know, he was good, good in really all facets of it. He comes in, and then he's beating your main event guys. That's going to diminish your to the casual viewer or even your diehards. You're going to look at a guy like Mountie Brown, Abyss whatever, you know, as examples, main event guys in the TNA realm. Right. Losing to a guy that was at best an upper mid card guy. You're sending a message here to the wrestling viewer that a major wrestling company that is worldwide, their upper mid card guys are beating your main event guys. Mm -hmm. So it lessens them. And then it also, in essence here, lessens Christian because, well, he's just, these guys can't beat him. But if you were to come in, you know, on TV and you do promos, you build it up. And, like, Abyss beats Christian. Okay. So then it's like, oh, shit. Okay. This guy just beat a WWE. Sure, it's still an upper mid-card guy, but he beat fucking Christian. Right. I think it's a a really good point. Yeah. And then, then sure, it's a Christian. Well, he just lost to this. But Abyss is a main event guy. And it's very easy to then wrap it up, you know, and make these, you know, these WWE guys more valuable. Right. A major one is obviously like Kurt Angle, but I'll save that shit for when we get to it because that is an incredibly frustrating debut and like how they handle that is just because I've recently reviewed it for Wrestling Recaps. Like, um, when you just seeing that and how that plays out, it's like holy fuck. So I'm sure. Over the you know next, I guess really in that sense, two two years from now, 
I will go on long tirades because it's like, what are we doing? And I think now that we have impact, that might come up more. I think it's different on pay-per-view. Yeah, I think that's like a good You're point. strictly pay-per-view, but TV, it's got to be handled different. Yeah. Now, now, to backtrack a little bit, what I will say is the the idea of having this star power for, uh, we'll say, a WWE fan, you know, someone who doesn't even know who what TNA is, I think it's important to get, get those eyes on it. So the idea of having that star power, I mean, that's literally how I found out about it. We will be discussing that uh, very soon. Right. You can probably put the puzzle pieces together. I've already told the story, but now we're so close. I'm not going to just keep telling it. Well, so, so, so an example for me, right? So I found out about TNA really, I think, because Ken Shamrock was involved. Right. And I was a big Shamrock guy in WWE. So when he's there for the first eight weeks and he's plowing through guys like Malice and, and whatever else, that to me is like that's expected to happen, right? right? Now, in hindsight, Malice is there a little longer than Ken Shamrock, mm-hmm. but he does, you know, losing to Shamrock, he's not elevated since the departure. And an instance where they got it fucking right is when they have when they had Ron Killings beat Ken Shamrock. That's like holy shit, Ron Killings just beat Ken Shamrock, and I know people are gonna be like, well, Ken Shamrock or. Uh, Ron Killings was, you know, he was in WWE. He was K-Quick. Fucking K-Quick did nothing in WWE. He was on fucking Jacked, beating up Mark Jindrak and shit like that. Like that. Well, that's the thing that's He funny was about not that a too. known name. Yeah, I don't consider him. I mean, nowadays, it's a little different. But, like, I didn't. When I knew found out about him, I didn't know he was in WWE at all. So, to me, he's always been, like, a TNA guy. Well, I think he, I think he was. For a good part, I don't. Th- now I think he's a WWE guy. Right now, I mean, we've kind of switched that up quite a bit, but yeah. But initially, he was different, absolutely different situation. Yeah, absolutely, it's another guy. Okay. Sorry, I was choking. Um, no, that's all great. Uh, okay, so kind of moving on here. So, so some of his notes about the show. So Dave notes that the crowd was about seven fifty, and we noted we noted that last week, and that's a little bit under what we were on the first show. But there's kind of a reason why. Um, so he goes on to say, uh, so they didn't pack the place even with a free show, but the weather was terrible, and it's a 15-minute outdoor walk from the parking lot to the studio, um, which I think is important to note. Now, we've noticed this at the fairgrounds. If it's very bad weather, sometimes our numbers will be down. So I think it's, it's I mean, 100 less people from the first week really isn't that bad, I don't think. Um, but... Uh, also interesting to note is Dave says that his impression from talking with people there is it was more of a wrestling crowd as opposed to a fresh amusement park tourist crowd. And this is really interesting because the first week, the estimate was 60 to 70 percent of the fans were amusement park fans. We noticed that, too. Yeah. Um, but if the weather was bad, it could be a bad night for the park. So the uh, he says the best crowd, though, is a mix, as the wrestling crowd brings the signs and knows the stories, while the fresh crowd will have a, he says, will react better to the matches because they'll be less jaded and not seeing weekly wrestling, plus have a better look. I disagree with that. We saw it on the first impact. I totally disagree with that. that totally. That a, fret, like a newbie crowd would react better to the action. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. 
But I do think it's interesting that it does seem we're kind of switched to last week where it was very noticeable. I think that the crowd was more into it, was more wrestling fans. Whereas the first week we saw a lot of people that they probably were sitting on their hands most of the show. And we were like, dude, those are all amusement park fans. Right? And you could tell. Yeah. Well, a thing too here about like, uh, I guess let's say like a newbie crowd or the park crowd. Right. They'd be easily, they'd be easily uh, guided by like yes by Borash like how to react similar to what you would watch on like WCW Worldwide when like a guy would come out clap you know slapping hands acting like a baby face but the crowd's booing him because mm-hmm. like you got the guy going like oh you got to boo and you would see the guys being like and then on that dime be like cheer for Renegade he's a good guy you know right so I could I mean I could see that point I mean they, yeah I think that's a good point too cuz they definitely would be easily more easily essentially manipulated into what they want to do what they want you to do for them. Um so let's uh we'll, we'll see, let's see if he's got anything fun to say about the matches and everything. Um cuz you know I always like his his input about this stuff since you and I are we're wrestling fans. Dave is a wrestling journalist so he always has some interesting stuff. So uh, they had the Styles defense over Kazarian rematch, which was shorter, but got over a lot better than the match the previous night. Uh, of course, it was taped the day after the pay-per-view. Keep that in mind if you don't know. Um, it was all fa- fast-paced matches with a decent crowd response, but nobody came across like a star. Here he said that. Uh, Three Life Crew probably got the best response just coming out, even though Killings is the only one getting even a slight push. Uh, it was the guys who were featured on the next Wednesday uh, show. So Cash, Styles, Three Life Crew, Monty Brown, who uh, who was also who or who was in a tag title match with Abyss as a partner and Team Canada, getting clean wins and post match angles directed at the show. Uh, Team Canada beat Team Mexico in the match that was uh, worked lucha libre style, and the Canadians did well with that style. They usually don't face. Uh, I had some problems of timing, but a lot of the fast-paced, good moves, so overall a good TV match. Now, the Canadians did a beatdown after to set up for the U.S. run-in. When Rhodes announced the Jarrett vs. Killings match for the anniversary show, the response was not the kind that made it seem like it was any kind of a big match. Um, But they did have some good video packages trying to push the X Division, uh, AJ Styles, and Jeff Jarrett. So a bunch of stuff, fun stuff there. Um, so I think the only other note, I, I, there's some stuff that's pretty generic that we could probably talk about during the show, Bob, but uh, including like costs of the tapings and um, some stuff about where it's airing. But before I before we actually watch the show, I want to talk about Sabu. Okay. And then we'll get in and then we'll, we'll sprinkle a few other notes within the show. So... We kind of have to rewind a little bit. Uh, Sabu, if you listen to last episode, there seems to be some like weird issues going on about uh, him. You know, he's supposed to be feuding with Raven. Um, they're trying not to use him anymore. Blah blah blah. So basically, Didn't he, like he missed some flights, like he didn't show up to. Try. Right, and that and this is kind of what happened on the the tape we're about to watch. So. And if you remember, we also talked about um, Gorgeous George, Stephanie, I don't know how to say her last Bellers, name, Bellers, Bellars, Bellars. Um, she 
also like didn't couldn't like pay her way home or whatever. Sabu paid for that for her. So they base they both overslept their flights. Now I I'm pretty sure that is talking about the pay per view and not TV, but it's important to note that because then for the TV last week, Sabu got in four hours late for television. Because uh, remember, they come in in the mornings. They fly in in the morning before they do the tapings. Um, as he also missed a second flight, and the company has been insistent, guys, don't miss their early morning flight. When he got there, he was a mess. <laughs> Fun. Uh, Jerry Jarrett, who almost never yells at anyone, tore him up bad. And Sabu really respects Jarrett because he respects all of the veterans. He was scheduled for a post-show dark main event against Abyss with the idea of giving the live crowd a special match. You know, something kind of fun. Uh, for one, the live crowd, crowd didn't really seem to care once TV was over. Uh, second, the match was, from several different sources, terrible. Which is just great. Uh, the funny thing is, according to wrestlers watching, it was Abyss and not Sabu who was in the wrong position and blew the spots. Now, others in the company do say it was Sabu. But since Sabu was a mess and everyone could see that, he got the blame. Right. Okay, so like the easy out. Right. Um, there were people talking about not using him any longer, and Sabu was enraged after the show, saying he was frustrated at how he was being used because he wanted to do more wrestling. He complained that his role on the pay-per-view, where he just stood there holding a photo, <laughs> was getting... Uh, money he didn't even earn because he didn't do a match, which is pretty respectable. He's like, I want to be working if I'm going to earn this right. money. Uh, in the Abyss match the next night, which was on him after Impact, the match ended with Raven doing a run-in on Sabu. And in climbing in the new six-sided ring, Raven thought he cracked his, his sternum. Uh, well, as it turns out, uh, he actually ended up, <laughs> he had a broken rib. So Raven has broken a rib during a run-in on a dark match. Oh, brother. Now, although he's at this point expected to be out two to four weeks, by the time the night was over, uh, so yeah, sorry, that's pause. He's going to be out two to four weeks, Raven is. Now, by the time that the night was over, Sabu was telling friends he wanted to quit, and several in the company thought that he should be fired. Others were arguing against firing him, but said he shouldn't be used for a while. One person in the company who was close to him but firing him would throw him into depression. And for his sake, giving him time off was the best thing for him. Others wanted to ignore what happened so as not to interrupt the plans. And there was even a suggestion of keeping him around for the first match with Raven, which is now going to be a few weeks away, obviously because of Raven's ribs, and hold off any other decision until then. At press time of this observer, it appeared they were going to keep using him so as to not change pre-existing plans. What that's, else? Yeah, that sounds uh, lovely. I was going to say, I mean, you have to, from a business sense, you have to at least keep them around for a Raven-Sabu match. I, maybe after I, that, you can just cut bait. But I don't know how you can't just at least do that. Yeah. But... Yeah, man, that's a lot. And if you're curious about the timing of that, um, the write-up, that's June 21st, 2004, is when this Observer came out with uh, these notes in it. 
And if you're wondering, wait, guys, you're covering the June 16th show. Yeah, I know. It's because they they come out a little bit later with the news that we need to talk about. OK. Right. Um, so, OK, Bob, that's uh, that's all I got for right now. I think that is a good place to get us starting the show. Like I said, I got a few like couple small things, but I think it's stuff we can talk about during video packages and stuff like that during the show. So uh, I'm freaking ready, man, to get into this. I can't wait to see the ultimate humiliation. Or is it, wait, is that what it's called? Right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's I guess, kind of what it's being promoted as. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that one because I just don't understand what they're going to do. But uh, All right. Well, if you guys want to watch along with us, head over to Impact Plus or maybe find your own personal collection as well. That would work. The runtime for this is approximately one hour, 51 minutes, and 58 seconds. Uh, when I count down from three and say play, that's when you want to hit the play button if you are following along. If you are not, well, for the next almost two hours, enjoy us live react and hopefully enjoy this show. So here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, dude. Heavyweight title. Oh, God, no. We're getting a recap of this awful segment where Jarrett was dressed like a fucking mime with white gloves to be crowned the yeah. king of the mountain. The crown. Oh, man. Well, it was going to be a good show, guys. See, that's like that's one of the only negatives about this is that... Uh, is that... Uh, you you see the recap on Impact, and then you're gonna see it again the next week on the weekly pay per view, right? Because you got you got essentially two different audiences, probably to some extent. Yeah, so I understand why they have to do it, but I agree. Sometimes it's like, oh shit, I, that was already out of my memory, <laughs> and then we had to see it again. Right. And I guess the other thing that's important to know is. They probably like. Did they have to show the King of the Mountain part? They could have just showed this stuff from Impact. But well, that's what I. That's what I would have done. But when they're trying to fill a little bit of extra time, maybe why not just show it all? Yeah. What if you're not watching the Impact and you're just watching? That's so. That was our brief reminder of like, hey, this did happen on the last pay per view. So I get it. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Yeah, I would have just uh, shown the shown this Impact stuff. Yeah. But you know what? If you got to fill two hours of pay-per-view time, why that's not what I mean. The extra twenty seconds, who cares? Right, right. Honestly, if it cuts down some match that was probably going to be twenty minutes and not be a good twenty-minute match, then that's fine too. Oh, that's right. Jarrett is bringing his court to- tonight. He said, "Public execution tonight too." Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Okay, so let's get fucking murdered on a Wednesday night pay-per-view. Oh, wait, here we go. I get to witness someone getting murdered for only 10 bucks. I love Remember? this theme. I don't know if our theme is ever going to change because I like this song so much. I, I don't miss, know if I'm ever changing. I miss uh, Randy Savage. Over no, dude, this song. I'm about to get those CM Punk shorts, I like, uh I like the later on Impact one. No, it no, it's good, but this song... I've never heard it, and it's just like something about it, dude. Uh-oh, three live crew starting us off. Oh, my God, they all match tonight. BG decided to not wear fucking green for once. In, like, shorts. Or is he wearing shorts? It looks like he's wearing pants. No, I think they were pants, but they're the same color. Like, they probably... Conan and Killings were probably like, bro, 
I'm gonna need you to fucking match us for once. Conan was probably like, listen, guys, I got screwed out of a due to be contract. How about we actually start looking like a unit? Yeah, might might as well have a uh, fucking. And when I say that he got screwed out of a WWE contract, I more or less am saying that he completely made up that there was interest and that he is now <laughs> going to be in TNA for the long haul. Yeah, we talked about that a lot in the past, like couple episodes. All that, and he was saying bye to everyone, and yeah. then they were like, "Yeah, we're going to actually keep you." I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go be a Spanish announcer, but like, but nah. what's popping? Let me speak on this. I don't know about you, man, but the way that the camera oh. is angled, they're really kind of seemingly hiding that it's at a fairgrounds. That's a good point. Bob, I just remembered, I usually slip in fucking explosion before this, and um, I forgot, and it looks like I didn't even write it down. So give me just a second. Well, look at that. It looks like my my research skills have rubbed off on Dallas. Here. I know. Holy crap. What is this? This is uh, Jared's court, and that, oh, my friend. Oh man! Walking in front is Onyx. Holy in the middle shit. is Chad Collier, who and we've seen. The, yep, we've seen him. And in the back there is Hernandez. Dude, Onyx looks insane. Well, that's what I was saying when I I would see him in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I'd be like, "Holy crap, this guy is ripped. He's probably he's probably insane." Like really good, and I'm I don't, not really sure if he is or not. But I don't really like how gimmicky this is about them like marching out. Like I don't. No, I don't like. I don't like it either. Look at it. They're all like turning together. Actually, I think I have. I'm gonna look up explosion in just a second, my friends. But I think I have like a little bit of a note on these guys, so I might as well read that real quick. Are they gonna rustle with the hats on? That's weird. Oh God, Onyx is already getting tied up by Conan. Power oh. sent by Killings on uh, is that that was Hernandez, I think. Yeah, that's Hernandez. Yeah, so Chad Collier, Hot Stuff Hernandez, and the third guy, who Dave notes is either Onyx or someone from Florida. They were expected to sign contracts when they come in for this June 16th show. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, they will be Jeff Jarrett's mercenaries, which means at first a fairly high-profile position to feud with Three Life Crew. Uh, Hernandez, who strongly resembles Kurt Angle in look, he says. What? Yeah, yeah, I laughed at that one. Um, he has worked some with All Japan, and as of late, has been working as Mister Texas in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, it's interesting to note that everyone they put on television with any push is immediately being put under contract. So that's kind of why they're talking about them being signed. Uh, some of this may be Jimmy Hart influence because of the look of the wrestlers. You notice guys dressing better and having better costumes. And having everyone under contract are two things that he constantly preaches, uh, the latter uh, from his XWF experiences. Right. Uh, as BG and Onyx are going at it. And I'm working on getting that that uh, explosion up right now. Um, I, I want to get it from the newsletter because sometimes there's extra matches. I slipped up on forgetting it this week because the way I have to do my notes these days is impact – like. In two days on Saturday, Impact and the weekly pay-per-view, those notes go together. But the the explosion is the following, so that's where that slip-up happened. Well, I'll just let you know right now, everybody listening is absolutely livid. 
I am. I'm, I can't believe I did this. I just looked over these notes last night, too, and I totally, totally forgot about Explosion. I'm assuming we probably have no indie notes about this, though. Is that probably fair to say? Well, I mean, I guess I could sh- like say what they've kind of done. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, these guys are new. That's a good point. Yeah, go ahead and do that. So, uh, Chad Collier is still actively wrestling by the looks of it for uh, Ring of Honor, uh, IWA Mid-South, and uh, HWA. That really seems to be the main promotions that he's currently working for. Uh, Four days before the show in Ring of Honor, Chad Collier lost a four-corner survival match where Hydro defeated Collier, Ray Gordy, and Superstar Steve at Ring of Honor's World Title Classic in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, He teamed up with Nigel McGuinness in a losing effort against CM Punk and Colt Cabana in an IWA Mid-South Tag Team Tournament match. That was back on May 29th. Uh, And that really looks to be pretty much anything of note in the last couple of months for Chad Collier. Uh, Hernandez here uh, we're brawling all over the arena now by the way and holy oh, shit nice did you just see what hernandez did yeah that's awesome on ron killings and got a two count out of it uh as you've mentioned here for hernandez he is definitely primarily wrestling in mexico back in april he was wrestling for triple a as mr texas that's right and it looks like he was mostly in uh, multi-man matches. And then he also wrestled, as you've noted, for All Japan earlier in the year. And it looks like he was just going by his name, Sean Hernandez. So, I mean, he's getting... Uh, I guess Hernandez... I guess you'd be surprised that Hernandez has as much nice overhead tosser as well by your name. Uh, that he has as much experience as he does, especially overseas. I actually him, because I didn't know that. Yeah, and, I, I definitely didn't realize it either. And we will be seeing Hernandez. Uh, he'll be familiar to us for quite some time, I believe. So. Oh my God! Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, out of out of the three, Onyx is the least experienced. Uh, he is largely um, competing only for really NWA NWA Wild Side. He really? did have a tryout, like a tryout weekend recently. Or uh, WWE, where on March 1st, he lost to Steven Richards. And then on March 2nd, he teamed up with a guy named Mikhail Adrian, losing to Chuck Palumbo and Johnny Stamboli. Uh, and it looks like he appeared on both Heat and Velocity. So he did get exposure that weekend in March. Look about. Uh, but yeah, that, and he defeated Jimmy Rave on May 15th. To re- he's to retain the NWA Wildside Championship, which I guess he currently is uh, in this timeline here. This is the NWA Wildside Champion. Wow. So. Look, is he going to yeah. go for the axe kick? Okay, he had to kick him in the gut, which is kind of silly because he was already done. He's going to do the scissor kick. Axe kick! Oh, my God. Kick. Got it. I don't know. Is that it? Oh, now, shit, that's it. That, that surprises me that they would... Well, maybe I'm not surprised. Well, look at it this way, too. Oh, well, there's the devil. I was about to say, Jarrett wasn't even seen with these guys. And I don't know if that was maybe done on purpose or not, but here he came. 
Well, Killing's got his guitar and said that was a fun little brawl to open up the show. It was fine. Well, I think it's important that they didn't really have a structured six man. I agree. I agree. So I thought that was a fun way to open the show. Jarrett goes at the stroke on Ron Killings, and he does. Now, kind of, I guess, I don't know if I would say it kind of proves my point here, but this already kind of shows you that Onyx, Hernandez, and Collier aren't on the same level, anywhere near the same level, as uh, Three Life Crew. Now, here comes Vince Russo wearing the same outfit, seemingly, (gasps) and he just got destroyed with a guitar shot. (laughs) Oh shit! That oh, might have been two years worth of frustration by Jeff Jarrett that he just fucking Dude, whipped out onto fucking Vince Russo. I did not just expect that. Holy crap! Dude, Jarrett's outfit is so fucking ridiculous. He's got like the undershirt from like a tuxedo with his bow tie and white gloves on. Yeah, I mean, is this the type of stuff where we're supposed to like? I don't know, man. When when they do, when wrestlers really embrace. The, like royalty type of thing. I think I don't it's know, like it's like oh they went to his head. Like it's just I think there is times where I think it works pretty good, but there's a lot. I'd say like more than eighty percent of the time, you like stop. Like it's just not good. Oh fuck, dude. Oh, there's no way that's legit, dude. Yeah, it is. Look at his. It's dripping, dude. There's no way that's legit. Um, I mean, no, probably not. But so Vince Russo is covered in blood. He had a, he had, look, cause look at his hand. It, it exploded in his hand. Yeah, yeah. It did. Well, I did not expect Vince Russo to take a guitar shot in the first 15 minutes of the show. No. Which we're not even at yet. We're at 12 minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, yeah, before I mean, we go. That was a, a pleasant surprise. Before we go any further, and I keep forgetting, explosion number 83, Bob. It was taped on June 16th, 2004, and it aired on June 19th, 2004, and it featured the following three matches. The Naturals defeated John McChesney and J.R. Ryder. Okay. Mike, Michael Shane defeated Nate Matt, Matson. Okay. And we're getting a video package now. Oh, wait, it's about Desire's Broken Back. And the final match was Hector Garza defeating Vordell Walker. Wardell Walker, the same guy, I believe, had a fight with Rick Steiner at the show. Really? Um, and, Bob, would you like to guess quickly on how many people are at the Nashville Fairgrounds on tonight's show? I'm going to say 950. Ooh. There's a lot more than that. Oh, 1,200. 1,200? Yeah. Okay. Whew, glad that's out of the way, dude. I was getting nervous about uh, not doing that. This is Goldilocks' uh, song. It is. Wait, next week. Trinity takes on Desired in a stretcher match. Oh. That's the first stretcher match that we're seeing. Oh. Trinity's in action. Okay, a little highlighting of Trinity here. All right. I wonder... Like, what what happened to Trinity? Because I feel like she kind of just fell off the face of, like, wrestling world. Like, well, she just... She had, like, a fucking cup of coffee in WWE, didn't she? Did she really? I don't know if I knew that or not. Let me click on her name here. Okay, I'll let you take... Oh, this should look familiar. 
Angel. Oh, great. The she'll soon to be known as Angelina Love. We've also seen her in the crowd getting flowers from Frankie Kazarian, but this is her debut match. So it looks like Trinity. Yeah, I mean, very briefly here. I don't even think she might have been under contract. She. So she had two in 2006, she had two matches against Jazz and they were both on the house show circuit. October 7th and October 8th. And then in 2007, she had two more matches where she, on uh, January 13th and 14th, teaming up with Kelly Kelly in a losing effort against Jillian and Michelle McCool. What the fuck? Which, considering how far apart and stuff they were, I'm thinking she might not have been under contract. Though in 2006, she did also wrestle for OBW. And even those are really separated out. One was on March 29th. Well, I guess it's two weeks. What am I talking about? March 29th and then April 5th. She had a no contest, no contest against somebody named Sose. And then she lost to Beth Phoenix on April 5th. Who the hell is Sose? Trinity is whooping Angel's ass here. Choking her over the middle rope There's now. no way. Is that the same for... Oh, I don't want to do that. Not the same person. Get the. Is that her? Who? I can't tell if this girl is. If this is desire. No. Backbreaker going for the cover. It gets a two count. Now, interesting note here I'm seeing Angel also fought Trinity on Explosion on February 18th, so earlier this year. So these guys actually have had a match in TNA before, just it was on Explosion. I thought for a second here that Desire had also gone to WWE, but I don't think that's the case. She just happens to have the same name. I don't know, dude. She might have. One point. I don't, I mean, I... Why do I feel like I looked that up before and I thought I saw it? I think she might have. Uh... Well, you know what? There's one way for me to fucking figure this out. And if that's just by clicking on her previous matches. Here, I'm, and I'm, of course, using cage matches as a source here. So. No, no it's, not, it's not the same person. Oh, it's not? Okay. No, she had a very brief career. Well, yeah, I'm just, I don't know what, look at Angel getting some offense in. Well, neck breaker. Angelina Love is... Pr- or in this case, Angel is uh, not very good, but oh. I, in a, in a lot of in a lot of different ways. Oh, okay. And, and this is primarily like what I've watched later on, like let's say 2010 Impact. As a okay. as a as a knockout babyface, horrible. Well, I don't know if I want to see her as a baby face, so that makes sense to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was not good. When she was in the beautiful people as, like, the heel. Right. That was okay. But baby face, it's like, nah, man. I was trying to see. She looks like she was fairly active here in 2004. I just wanted to see how, you know, how fresh she is. But she wrestled for a bunch of different companies. She ends up going to OVW, I think. Really? I'm pretty sure. Angel. 
Oh, Angel gets kicked right in the back. I does maybe the well, six one nine. Looking up here too. Is the let's see here. Yeah, so two thousand seven, she was in OB. Well, I guess she had one match. Oh, three count. Trinity wins. I didn't realize she came back in two thousand seven. All right. Oh well, wow! Wait a second. Wait a second. Well, Trinity grabbing a chair. I'm looking at Angel's other matches from um, 2004 here, and she wrestles Phoenix a lot, which is Beth Phoenix, and I think that's like super interesting. Where HWA? No, where? Hold on. Um, where did I see it? Women's Extreme Wrestling. No. Shit, I lost my spot because I accidentally hit the up button and it like scroll all the way up. Trinity's about to pilmanize. Oh no, she's just laid on it now. With a moonsault right on that. Yeah, for CAPW on March 21st, 2004, Angel and Phoenix wrestled in a time limit draw. She wrestled ODB in uh, May and in April. And here's Desire making the save. I just find that like fascinating. Like the crossover that happened that, like yeah. this early, like that's crazy to me. Is that Chris Vaughn making the save with the chair? No, no. that's not Chris Vaughn. But he took a chair shot to the back. Desire's on fire. That dude fucking walked right into the chair shot, dude. That what? reminds uh, me of like Kurt Angle when he's just, like was whistling in the ring and fucking Triple H decks him. <laughs> Waiting for it. Yeah. Desire goes after Trinity, who's trying to escape through the crowd. That's Chris Vaughn. Yeah, where's Rick Santo? I don't know, dude. First ever Lady Stretcher match next week. Oh, is that John McChesney? Yes, it is. It's on there. Irish Pat Kennedy and Kenny and Sonny Siaki here being interviewed backstage. We got a new set in the background, Bob. That's new. Yeah. Just Pat Kennedy oh. just reminding us of the embarrassment that he's recently endured here. Right, Lucky Charms, good cereal. Wow. You see the recent report, Bob, that a lot of people are getting sick off Lucky Charms. Are you serious? Yeah, I was really sad. Good what? thing we put What's we like put it back at the store, Bob. Um, I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I realized what the actual sickness was, but if people are telling me that they're getting sick because their shit's turning green, that's been happening to me for the better part. Oh, okay. Irish Pat Kenny Green Wrist Hey, that's where Bob's getting at. Oh, 100% Irish, 100% Samoan Stallion. Try to embarrass us. Oh, wait till you see what we have for you. Oh, they got a box that looks like a leprechaun costume what's potentially in, in there. What's in the box? Okay. What's in the box? That's a movie. You probably don't okay. know. You're, you're too young. Humiliation match up next. Well, here's the thing for this match. I got one indie note. About time, dude. We're hearing indie notes. Everybody, well, just come on, Trinity and Angel. Who cares? This Wait. is kind of an interesting match. What do they got? Glenn Gilberti and Johnny Swinger have boxes. Stupid Siaki yeah, and and uh, dumb Kenny. I don't. Does it actually say? Well, it says D U B M. I think he's trying to say like. You're he's mocking it, the word dumb. I get it now. 
It's just I thought it was said something else at first, and I was like confused. So they uh, brought out their humiliation. Yeah. So well, speaking of disco inferno, Glenn Gilberti here on June twelfth, he teamed up with Johnny Swinger, losing to Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger for UCW Clash of what? Champions in Marietta, what? Georgia. Get out of here. Nope. That is real. There was another match here. Mike Sanders on that same U.S. UCW show defeated NWO Sting to retain a cruiserweight championship. Oh, well. I wouldn't have pictured Mike Sanders. It's certainly not NWO Sting. NWO Sting. Well, all four men here are going at it. Kenny is stomping on Swinger. Atomic drop by Gilbert Yansiaki. Jeff Toehold. Is that like a pool of blood in the right corner? That yeah, it is. Wait, look at They don't even have an ambulance for Russo. He's in someone's like SUV. Yeah. With a bloody towel over his face. That's sort of funny. That they didn't even want to put him in an ambulance. They're just going to drive him. <laughs> well, you know, you got to save on cost. Kenny with like a discus uh, right hand. Speaking of cost, we're going to talk about that shortly. I'm going to wait for another video package because it's like the longer of the remaining notes I have. But we'll talk about costs of these impact shows. Wonderful. Oh, what's Pat Kenny going to do? Oh, he's going to split Swinger, and he kind of still did, but Gilberti also hit him. Gilberti's pants are fucking awful. Dude, I was just about... They're not black. It's like, I don't even know how to describe them. They're so bad. It's just the choices here. I mean, this is the same guy that I feel like is really actively trying to, for the better part of a year now, trying to, like, distance himself from the Disco Inferno thing. But then it's like he can't get away from it. That's a really great point. Oh, my God! Oh, oh my landed God. right on him. Dude, double clothesline, yeah, and Swinger back-bumped on Gilberti's face. Like, on top of him. So they Look have a Cozy referee watching. guarding the fucking boxes? Oh, my God. Are you sad that we're not going to see what's inside of the of Glenn Gilberti and Swinger's cardboard boxes? And that's exactly why uh, Siaki and uh, Pat Kenny's is clear, so you know that something funny's inside of it. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they did show it. Like maybe they'll be like, "Well, we won't use ours. We'll use yours against you." Like, what oh do you have shit! To okay. I just figured there's nothing in it because that's why, and that's why you can see in the other one. But that's a good. I like the idea of that. Cause like that's what I would do. Oh yeah, the weasel suit, dude. Wait a second. Is this match where they're about to get the turkey bowl from? I hope, man. That's Bye -bye. I've always hated that shit. Stop it. Let's dress up as a reindeer. And let's put our best wrestler in it. First we off, have, it's we a already have we have no, no they, they do a reindeer, don't they? One year? No, they do not. For Christmas? I thought they did. I don't know, maybe, but 
Well, you know, that stuff's never, I've never understood that, especially when you have like seven other comedy wrestlers that could have just done it. I like it when they do it with like champions. It's like your X division champion has to be a turkey. <laughs> yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Swinger did a uh, middle forearm drop to Pat Kenny because Gilberti was holding him on the canvas. I mean, truly intense. It's riveting stuff here. Um, Rudy Charles has like a weird wrap on his left forearm. I thought it was like a sweatband or something. So I thought that at first too, but that up close camera shot did not look like a sweatband to me. Maybe it is. But he also has never worn a sweatband on his arm. Never. So either something happened or he's got like a some kind of gimmick in there. Oh, the jawbreaker by Gilberti. So bad. Armbreaker by Gilberti. That that knee like drop thing was just stupid. Face buster thing was stupid. It's Glenn Gilberti, bro. What do you what do you expect here? I don't know. I expect something better. You can we just take a real flashback here? I mean, two year anniversary, Bob. Do you remember when Glenn Gilberti was like That's a, next week, dude? Okay, well, two year of us is what I mean. Oh, okay, fair. we're celebrating a little early. We're gonna really celebrate next week, but on the pay per view next week. But do you remember when Glenn Gilberti was kind of a viable contender for the heavyweight title? You know, do you remember that? That was like a month of our lives, and that was at, that was pretty much like a year ago, like roughly for this, because it was like May and June of '03, right? It was around that time. But dude, smoking cigars backstage, he was like, yeah, the world, the world. yeah, stupid shit. Yeah, but it was to the point where I was like, I don't hate this, and it was like really weird. I mean, did do? Is there any chance? No, but like, no, there was never any chance. But they didn't do a bad job. Gotta say. I think, I mean, back then it was definitely, it was a rushed, rushed oh, yeah. attempt. Well, that too. Spoke Dudley. Though he did have a, didn't he? He had a good match with Styles where he like did the uh, stunner oh. like with the chair, right? Was it the street fight that they had? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So. Look at us finding hitting yeah, him. He's okay. had some good moments, but I mean, I feel like just recently it's not been. Well, listen, so we're, we're, me and Bob are going to get our top five hidden gems from the last two years. Yeah, good luck with that. I ain't doing that. No, I, I actually don't know if I could do that. That'd be very hard. Okay. I'd probably forget somewhere. That's what I mean. I don't want that pressure. Okay, Glenn Gilberti's in, but Sonny Siaki also got the tag. Oh, colliding in the middle of the ring. Siaki taking down Swinger. He takes down Gilberti again. He takes down Swinger again. I like I his. Remember, blue, his I, blue remember when, uh, I remember when Siaki was a big deal. Now he's uh, he's absolutely just a lower mid card guy. I mean, he got destroyed by Monty Brown, and now he's just stuck in this hell. I remember that too when he was good, not good when he was featured heavily. Yeah, now he's just a guy that brings his kids to the park and watches his wife get beat up by Trinity. <laughs> after yeah, after Trinity was hiding under the bridge. Yeah, and she. Snuck and down west took two bumps. Oh my god! He rolls down the hill, dude. So fucking good. Does anybody care about this? What or what? Oh, Swinger got sent into Gilberti. He falls over the top of the floor because he was punching Siaki. That leaves Swinger all by himself. He's getting ping and ponged with right hands here. 
Well, the thing is about this match is the most exciting part is the thing at the end. I mean, the, oh. oh, shit. Pat Kenny oh, accidentally no. just... is that... He super kicked his own partner, swinging into the side Russian web leg sweep. That was on accident, though. Oh, thank oh, God. Gilberti went to cover Siaki, but kicked out. Do you think Siaki could potentially be pissed at uh, Kenny for that? Like, Yo, dude. I'm, I'm going to be in the New York Connection now. Yeah. Pat Kenny clotheslined out of the ring. He's wearing white. It's a big night for him. <laughs> this is his WrestleMania moment. This is WrestleMania. Oh, here we go. Nope, that's the close end. Oh. Swinger gets pulled out. Siaglip's one, two, and he pins Gilberti. That's right, baby. We haven't seen the Siaglip's like that in a while. Okay, dude, what's their embarrassment going to be? Humiliation. Wait a second. They are taking the cardboard boxes. You were right. Wait, but that wasn't their boxes. I know. Wait, did I Posey, think... Did he just tell Posey? He got dude. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, Rudy Charles just had to tell Posey, dude, wrong box. Dude, those are empty. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, that's why they're light. That was funny. That's funny. Jewel. Gilberti and Swinger pushing Mike Posey away. Posey's like, you guys got to do it. It's green. It's got to be a leprechaun costume. Oh, wait. If the NYC does not do it, by the end of the program tonight, both men will be immediately terminated. And what then. Is, what an extreme reaction to that. If you don't wear these outfits by the end of the night, you're fired. Gilberti looks at it and goes, nah, I ain't doing that. And then he walks away. So they have another hour and a half, roughly, more like an hour, 20 minutes, to do it or we will never see them again. They'll be fired. And I'll be honest with you, Bob. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if this was the end of them, now that I think about it. Of Gilberti and Swinger? Yeah. It would be really lame. But, like, I can't... What First off, let's say this. Without, I would be bummed about Swinger. Me too. So, this is what I'm getting at is... Besides, like, what else are they going to do? I'm trying to put aside the fact that I don't know what else Gilberti's going to be doing here in TNA. And also, I don't know how long Swinger's actually going to be here for. With that aside, though, like, what else do they have to do as a team? Well, and speaking of Swinger, it was pretty cool to see him at Rebellion. Hell yeah, it was, dude. Even if it was for, like, 40 seconds. The Swing Man. I was trying to do the hip dance, and I was getting looks, so I stopped. That's right. Raven being interviewed. Wearing a Dogma shirt. The Sheik is dead. Long live Raven. So remember, he, him and Cebu made a promise to the Sheik that he, they never fight each other. And you know what? Promises are null and void if the other person is dead. I think that's a fair point. So he's got a broken rib right now, is what you're saying? Yes, he is a, at least a cracked rib, yeah. Cracked rib. Which, yes, is, in turn is broken. I mean, 
So Raven is kind of fucked up right now. You're better off just completely breaking it. I had a, I have a friend who broke a couple ribs, and he's like, it hurt to like breathe. Like it's it's very oh, yeah. pain. It's very painful to have broken ribs. Dude, I, like I can't imagine coughing. Like fuck that. Right. You can re-break them and shit like that if you. Right. <laughs> you're like so close to being fully healed, and you're like, <clears throat> oh, <laughs> just fuck it. Or, or you you sneeze, and it like snaps. Yeah. Um, Cebu, or sorry, Raven says Cebu is not worthy of the Sheik's mantle. Promise is over. The vow is through. Promises are made to be broke, broken, and so are bones. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Could that be uh, a hint of fact that, hey, I just broke a rib. We're doing a running on you? Maybe. Maybe a little inside baseball. You never know. You can't help uh, but think it sometimes when we read these notes and then it's like, oh, wait a second. He kind of just, I know he's got a broken rib. There is uh, only one indie note. For as Raven here is attacking Sanjay Dutt on the uh, aisle way. Uh, June 12th, Sanjay Dutt teamed up with Teddy Hart in a losing effort against Loki and Trent Acid for Jersey L Pro in Trenton, New Jersey. Well, what did Raven have in his hand? It looked like a garden light that you like, put in your garden. I don't know. Wait, is this the match? Is it Raven and Sanjay? Yeah. Oh. Wait a second. I think it is. Okay. I, yeah, well, assuming we, okay, so we know Raven's got the broken rib, crack rib. I'm assuming this is just going to be a clean beat down here. I can't, Raven's not going to bump. I mean, I feel like if I was Raven and I had a, bro- a cracked rib, I'm not going to, I'm not about to take like a 450 or anything. Yeah, like Hindu press. Like that would probably, uh... Well, that's probably why they set it up like him attacking him in the intro there, so he's got the upper hand right from the start. Oh my god, we're over the announce table. Don't do this. I get Chipotle for life. If they break it, Bob, I'm even will. I'm willing. I'm a, I'm a man's man, right? So I'm, you know, we we're good friends. I will extend that offer through the end of 2005. Okay, we've already broken through the initial offer, but I will extend it like, through the end of 2005. It's never gonna. It's never going to happen. If they don't do it in the asylum, it's never going to happen. And they're no doing it in the asylum. Like, the one at the impact zone, you already know, is, like, made out of fiberglass. So they ain't going to fucking break. Sanjay, nailing Raven against the turnbuckle. Now he's laying some punches. Where do you think these turnbuckle pads are? Oh, fuck a powerbomb. Where do I think they are? Yeah, I want them. They're probably just in the dumpster. See, those ones, you need, like, three. You need it so it says TNA. And you know what? You would probably put that on your wall as, like, like a stoplight type of thing, like TNA. You have to. Knee lift by Raven here as well. Or, like, or the ones they use for Impact, I think, are the ones that have the TNA logo, right? I could be wrong about that. I'd have to look again. They, I think they're different. The, the logo, yeah, not, like, the TNA separately. Right, right. I want those ones. Raven wants a microphone. Sabu, Sabu, you're gonna come out here. I I'm gonna keep like torturing Sabu your friend. Is uh, not there today. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, but the fact that they are still promoting the Raven Sabu thing says to me they definitely are not getting rid of him yet. Oh, turning Sanjay inside out with a discus clothesline wasn't a really good clothesline. He didn't really fall through with it, but he also has a correct rib. So. 
Yeah, I'm trying to give him the benefit of doubt here. Yeah. I feel like even the way you, I could see him walking around like the ring earlier. You could tell he was hurting. It was like duct tape. I, his ribs are probably taped up underneath that shirt, right? Well, they gotta be because Raven never wrestles with a shirt like that. Well, I mean, not up to this point, but he does. Okay, okay, eventually, but yeah, not in 2004. What does he got? Spike? Uh, yeah, dude, it's a fucking spike. Oh, oh god. my oh, god. I hate this stuff. Or a screwdriver. Either way, it's fucking. Dude, he's, he's fucking digging it into his head. I'm gonna throw up. Well, Sanjay is being physically abused. Yeah, great. Here we go. Lose I mean, my Abzay for my McDonald's tonight. Bullshit. This is bullshit. Sorry, man. This is bullshit. All I wanted was some chicken nuggets and some french fries. And now I gotta watch this guy dig a screwdriver into Sunday Death's forehead. Because storytelling. Great. Now he's story got a chair. And he said he's gonna keep doing this until uh, Sabu comes out. Well. Unfortunately for Sanjay Dutt, Sabu isn't able to catch flights, so he might be there for a while. Just getting dropped to hold. Yep, that's great. Is he even bleeding? Or did he not cut himself? No, he's not bleeding. You're telling me. Where are you, Sabu? Telling me the gain a screwdriver dug into your forehead and you ain't bleeding from that? He didn't do it good enough, I guess, man. Meanwhile, Vince Russo was just gushing blood from a breakaway fucking guitar shot. I mean, yeah, when you look at it like that, it is kind of silly. Another drop to hold onto the chair. One, two. Oh, Andrew Thomas, he didn't even count three. He counted to two. And he threw, no, he threw the match out. He's done. Or, well, did Raven technically win? I don't know. I guess so. Right? Uh, maybe playing. he won by, like, knockout. TKO. Yeah. Call for your buddy. Sabu, help me. I still kind of like the idea of Sanjay Dutt like, being Sabu's friend. I thought you thought it was random. I did, but now I kind of like it. It didn't make sense last week because he literally just randomly did it. He's just like, hey. Well, but like, you know in what? general. There was a day where we randomly became friends. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, but I didn't like we didn't become friends, and then all of a sudden I was like standing up to your bullies for you. That's true. I mean, you we were seen together once at a party. Yeah, you would never do that. If anything, I actually kind of bullied you, right? So at that birthday party, because I was like, dude, you're you're leaving a birthday party with these three hot chicks to go watch fucking (laughs) Chiefs store. I don't think the one was there, but Sanjay Dutt, he's got, his, <laughs> he's got his ankles fucking tied together. He's hitting him in the head with the microphone. I think she was. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. Because why else? How would I have been there? Because you were friends with my neighbor. Right, but I was friends with her through the other one. Oh, I don't know so if I knew that part. The lights yeah, are out here in the asylum. Well, that was a big, big Sabu reveal. Sabu is here. Oh, wow. He answered the I call. Love, I love how he comes out and does the taunt while his friend is getting tortured. Yeah. That, that's like Jeff Hardy dancing to save his brother, like, level of, like, 
Your friend's getting beat up. I've got a taunt quick. Yeah. Like the Undertaker doing a slow walk to the ring. It's like, well, we already put him through three ta- three tables during your entrance. He just stood face-to-face with Raven, and then he checked on Sanjay. He stands up, gets slapped in the face by Raven. Dude, this has got to be a second anniversary match, right? Well, Raven might not be able to work. Now, if he has the ribbon. Shit. Well, that'd be almost three weeks. I don't know. Like, I don't know. No, it'd be about two weeks. He's trying to get Sabu to hit him back, and he's not doing it. Oh, he grabs him around the neck. Holds a fist up. Is Sabu going to be pissed because he didn't have a match on the show and he's going to get paid just by checking on Sunjay and getting slapped a few times? Yeah. Oh, Raven's oh, kicking him in the head. I'm stomping on him. Fight me. Oh, he just said something to him. Not very discreetly at all. No, he did not. Uh, here comes security. Raven slapped him again and then security came in. I feel like he was warning him about another slap on him. Uh, that'd be nice of him. What's this, Dusty? Hey, oh, baby. Mike Tanay's acting like he didn't just see him in that picture-in-picture when he was helping Russo in the car. <laughs> Dusty's here? What? The dream? I can't believe it. Is it oh, Raven, saying, he respects Dusty. I didn't know that. I know, he's saying this is about me and Cebu. What happened to the respect that's Burns had they got as he drives a finger near his cracked rib, so Raven has to take a step back. <laughs> Dusty, Dusty, I've been pained. You can't be poking me. Sabu came out, took 14 stitches for you. Is this going to work? Is he going to talk some sense into Raven? They're going to win the tag titles next week now and stuff. <laughs> Why would that be? I feel like that'd be funny. Hey, Scott Hudson, I know that we had our issues uh, last week, but we're good now. And we're going to win the tag team championships. I feel real froggy. You know what I'm talking about. Slap me. What about me? What about Dusty? Okay, like Raven does, does, trying to take like the moment. Man, Raven doesn't want to slap a legend. He's taking the high road. Seems kind of weird to me. He he's like this really pissed off. I guess he's only pissed off at Sabu, but it's kind of weird. Okay, well, cut to Scott Hudson why backstage. Wanna, I don't understand why he wants to fight him so much. Who cares, dude? He made a promise not to fight, so just don't do it. Sabu didn't do nothing to him. Did Scott Hudson, he just said the Sheik, or did he accidentally just say the Iron Sheik? I thought I might have heard that wrong, but... He probably, he probably said Iron Sheik. Oh, great. David, David Young. Young. Yep. The gut, the gut check match that was last week, yep. Remember, Sanjay Dutt. You know? Oh, D-Race on the list. The Naturals have been added to this. You're Ooh, over naturals- 58. The Naturals are on the list to get fired? I think he's talking about the gut check list. Yeah, gut check is like, hey, you, you're going to get fired. 
Is it? Is I it? didn't. I didn't get that vibe from it at all. Well, it's like to earn a to to earn, earn a, a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand right. how David Young is 0-58 and he's constantly getting gut check opportunities. I don't know, but I got to say, they did not up it from last week because he was 0-57 before his last loss. What the fuck is Eric Watts doing? Have you seen Gold Digger? Oh, he pulled out a card table, Bob. He sure did. You can't even see it. Oh, my God. She wants my contract. He wants Goldilocks to sign a contract right now. He's going to put his contract up right now. I'm here for the rest of the night. If this is not leading to a ladder match with his fucking contract hanging up. Bobby, just laid out a table and he wants to sign a contract on a table. Yeah, so I, it's going to be like for a, for a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Oh. Because okay. he's got a fucking chair with him. We're too. getting a really random AJ Styles um video package here so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you my uh one orlando taping note quick during this uh so dave notes here that in looking at the orlando tapings the costs have been exceedingly high salary cost of talent is estimated at twenty thousand to twenty five thousand dollars whoa wait, whoa whoa wait a minute for the talent it's costing them between 20 to 25 grand yeah how much are they paying these guys per appearance? We'd have to do some math potentially here. Kid Cash talking in this little segment. She's saying it, Styles' career is going to be over. Um, well, Dave also notes that you also have to throw in a 30-seat charter from Nashville to Orlando, plus plane flights for all the oh. talent. Okay. Uh, they get the flight at a cheap rate most likely, but it's a few grand minimum. He also goes on to say, I can't even estimate production expenses for the show, not to mention the cost of the airtime they are paying on FSN. This has to be a minimum of $70,000 a week in losses. And here comes Dallas. Is that a t-shirt of his lower back tattoo on the front? Yeah. yeah, he's worn this before. It's very weird. Wow. That's a choice. Yeah. Um, now, he does note, though, that the, the show has been a success so far that in TV, people are taking it seriously because it has a good look and not a backyard feel. FSN expected something like the Nashville look, and so they're thrilled. Yeah, it's definitely a better look. Yeah, now, but without running money, uh, losing house shows or having 500000 per year made of talent or being on a national public eye... They're probably running along the lines of losses close to the level of the worst years of WWE in the mid-90s and WCW from the early 90s. And so here comes the phenomenal AJ Styles to so fight that Dallas. Would, that would probably be... What? Like WCW in the early 90s was losing like, what, $7 million? Totally. Maybe a little bit more, but... It, it might be even more impressive for TNA if they're losing roughly that amount because WCW had pay-per-views and TV tapings in front of a parent audience. Right. So we got AJ Styles versus Dallas here. No, guys, <laughs> it's not me. It's not. As much as he wishes it was. I am not that tall. Yeah, but you wish you were wrestling. AJ it's Styles. the Murder Hawk. Oh, Mike Tenay says he talked to AJ Styles earlier today. 
What's, what kind of game plan do you have? Well, Mike, I'm going to kick him in the knee. I learned so much against the best. That's a really great point. He has fought bigger men before. And he used the modified version of a size clash against Abyss, so... You know, it's, it's, it is kind of funny that they've moved AJ Styles to the X Division and he's wrestling a non-X Division guy for the X Division Championship. And I know you're going to say it's not about Wayland. It's not about Wayland. Well, this is, this is not a title match, correct? I thought it was. Oh. I don't Maybe know not. I... Maybe not. It might be not title. It's probably not title because the, the feud here is really AJ against Kid Cash. Right. So, Dallas is just being the muscle. Oh, so I thought you were talking about me. Yeah, I am the muscle no. of the friendship. I'm starting to feel like it, man. I've been carrying all these podcasts on my shoulders recently. And oh, boy. Yeah. Dallas cannot catch AJ Styles. He's slipping out of the ring, slipping away from him. He's too fucking fast, bro. Now he's running. Look, he's jogging. You know, for the, for the last hour of this show, I'm not going to say a word, and I'll let you carry the podcast. I could, but I don't really want to do that. Hey, is there any indie notes um, for this match? Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I think for Dallas, I don't think there is. But I can double-check that. Let's see if AJ Styles, one of my favorite wrestlers ever, he... Has nothing. Okay. It's all because of that extra 15%. I'm telling you. These no, guys, right. they can't get booked. Jumping over Dallas. Off the ropes. Gets hit with a drop kick on the way back. Dallas, he also has nothing. And you know what? Since he's kind of loosely tied to this, and you've even said, maybe we should incorporate other guys here too. Let me see if Kid Cash... Has, if he did anything over the weekend, and it looks like he did. Uh, okay, they just really. Oh my god! Oh my god! Don West goes okay, as you can see here, and then he it disappeared, and he was like, oh, oh. Mike what was like, that? We're having some problems with the uh, pitcher and pitcher. <laughs> well, what was that? It was like supposed to be the pitcher and pitcher screen, and only the video screens came up in like a messed up version of like the logo and stuff. Oh. And then it just disappeared. And now we're never going to see that replay. As Don West was trying to call it. Uh, Uh-oh. Is he going to whip him in there? Oh, oh my Dude, fuck. he did not protect his head. <laughs> no, he did not. Oh, come on, stop doing it. What oh, man, doing? dude. Guys. Holy crap. Wow. Just a fucking weekly pay-per-view show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? This is the big payday, bro. Yes, but if I was setting up a match and they're like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking spin your head into the guard railing twice," and I've been wrestling for a year, I'd be like, "You know, man, I don't know if I do that for a guy that's been wrestling for ten. <laughs> oh. Drives him down to the mat gut first. This was his knee, dude. He's breaking his knees off because he can't run. Mike Posey, get the fuck out of the way. He throws Styles right in the corner. And you know, that is that one. is a good strategy to, to 
to do that against Styles. Right. Okay, he's dude, he's about to win the bull rope match. He's hit him in four out of six corners. Five. And yeah, well, one? technically AJ would win. Oh, that's a good point. He's the one touching the corners. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so AJ has just won the bull rope match. And of course he kicks out on Buck Cover again. Now what is he doing? He's going for another like knee and knees like smash. Oh wait. Oh my god, he picked him up by one leg and just like threw him in the corner. You know, if I was a if I was like Jeff Jarrett or Jerry Jarrett and I I had a substantial financial investment in AJ Styles and I had this guy who's like probably six nine just tossing him around like this, I'd probably be a little worried. Uh I mean that's fair. From a safety standpoint. Knee drop. Now he's choking him, but he's also covering him. But Posey follows the rules, and he does not count. Okay, we're in the corner. Oh, big Who's this guy, Kevin Nash? Yeah, right. He's doing the Kevin Nash. AJ firing back with chops and strikes to the midsection. Coming off the ropes, Dallas elbows him. Wipes off some sweat. Covers one, two. No, AJ kicks out. He's the X Division champion. He's mm -hmm. a Grand Slam champion. You are not going to beat this guy with a back elbow. I don't care how big and how bad you are. It is not going to happen. AJ sent into the corner. Dallas misses a splash. AJ off the ropes. Could Going you tell me what the... Oh, and he shit. slams him down to the mat. Cut. In the face first. What's the freaking chance that someone has my name on a wrestling show? Pretty fucking slim. Oh, Diamond Dallas Page? It's fucking slim, bro. How many uh, wrestlers have uh, Bob? Let's see. Bob Holly. Uh, Sparky oh. Plug Bob Holly. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. He is hardcore. He's hardcore Holly. Hardcore Bob Holly? Nope. He is Hardcore Holly. There's more Bobs than that. Come on. Bullshit. Name another. Name another one. Bob Armstrong. Not a wrestler. Bullet Bob. Wasn't um, a wrestler. At least Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch. It's short for Bob. Yeah, it's a nickname. No, it's not. It's, it's Richard. <laughs> what about you? Know what? I'm really disappointed in you. The obvious one is fucking Bobby Roode. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who's on the show. <laughs> We're watching a TNA show, and I couldn't think of Bobby Roode. <laughs> Bobby, Roode. <laughs> Bobby Lashley. You know, I mean, Bobby there's, Lashley. There's a bunch. Wow, dude. Those are, like, the way more obvious ones. How did I not think of those? Yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes when you have to think real hard. That's why, like, on game shows, as you're watching on your couch. Oh, don't even reading. get me started. But if you were on the show, you'd fuck up, too. Oh, for sure. But I'm not the one on the show. Holy shit. Oh, my God. He went for another, like, knee smash, and Styles flipped up and then hit a Pele kick on Dallas. That was nice. Did you know that the Pele kick was named after that soccer player? Uh, yeah, actually, I just learned that recently. I just went recently as well. 
But the amount of times on Family Feud where they'll be like, name a, a holiday that people get gifts, and people will be like, Easter. It's like what? <laughs> like in the final, like the final round. It's like, what are you talking about? You only need sixty points to win, and you said Easter. So we raise that three. Three, yeah, it's three. <laughs> Tilt to world head scissor by Styles onto Dallas. He's just getting fired up. Yeah, he is, dude. Leaping clothesline in the corner. Crowd's really behind him. Oh, he's got that pissed off look. Mm-hmm. Another four. But for how long? Another four. You would know that. Now... When was the last time that Dallas or Lance Archer on well, a nice springboard form made by AJ? Did he compete in TNA? Did he ever go back? Oh, I don't like, think he did. It's like a one-off? Um, no. I'll look because I'm not 100% about that. I don't... Oh, wait a second. Here. He's got a crutch. Oh, is he going to fucking hit him with his crutch? Uh, yeah, dude. Well, AJ's gone to the floor. Now he's confronting Kid Cash. Kid Cash is, is, in fact, threatening to hit him with his crutch. So he says that he got injured from his match with Amazing Red, apparently. Oh, really? AJ drops Dallas over the top rope. He's on the apron. He's getting ready. But Cash is waiting, and he just kind of shoved him off there, I guess. Dallas now with sit-out power. Is he about to beat AJ Styles? One? Wait. One? Two. No, AJ just gets the shoulder. Okay, so we're talking post WWE run. Um, yes. Okay, so it kind of gets in a weird place here. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Is there any association with TNA? Yes, there's two, okay, and one of them I'd say doesn't really count. Because it's technically Global Force. That counts. No, because it's Global Force, and then TNA bought, like, the they had the library, and then I, it was under a TNA label, but... AJ, okay, so AJ was sent into the rope, slid through Cash's legs, and then came back with a sunset flip onto Dallas, and he won the match. Cash, Cash yeah. just whacked AJ with his crutch. It looks like Cash is walking pretty bad. Yeah, I'm sure he is. And now he's choking Styles with the crutch. That looks fucking awesome. Um, I will say, though, besides that, there is one other kind of, like, tie together. And it's a Revolver Impact Wrestling Tales from the Ring 3 show. And oh, so show. that's is a it, joint show. Archer it, um, that defeating is, Ace. Gilo is here, baby. He's making the save. Oh, wow. Chopping away. Remember that no. great tag team we had for six weeks in 2003? Oh, my God. He missed them that second shot. That sure funny. did. Now remember, Bob, on Impact, we were getting the coming coming soon coming things soon. with D'Lo. And D'Lo's back, so I'm assuming he will be on Impact this week. Probably going to get a D'Lo AJ versus uh, Cash and Dallas. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe that would be at the second anniversary show. No, they could save that, too. These guys were the tag team of 2003. They broke up because AJ was a little bit of a prick, and now they're back. Look at the crutch. AJ looks like he's crying. What Come on, AJ. Act like you've never been hit with a crutch over the back 
repeatedly. Like that's oh, Dallas and Cash are mad at each other. Uh, Kid Cash is holding the crutch up to Dallas like he's gonna hit him. Well, it's because he cost him the match. I'd be mad too at Kid Cash. Well, so would I. Maybe next time don't cost me my match. Right. Zelo's got the microphone. Oh my god. Did they just say Kid Cash for Styles for the title next week? Um, I'm, I'm not pretty sure. sure Tanae just said that. You see right there? Yeah. That's why I came home to the asylum. Not because, you know, WWE fired me and I can't go back. <laughs> because of this. Yeah. That's right. I love TNA. Me too, man. It's my favorite comedy. He came back to make an impact. You see, you, I did it there. I, I said the name of the TV show. <laughs> okay. Why why is he giving us, like, a narration of what has happened? I don't know, but isn't that title awesome? I love that title. No, it's not. I wish my friend Bob would buy me a replica of it. Yeah, I'm busy. Okay, here we go. Oh, we fucking get it. His championship aspirations. You know, you know, he's saying he wants to be world champion, but you know, what? I wish Dilo would have said, you know, AJ, there's one title that I've always wanted that I've never held that X Division championship. I'm willing to bet, Bob. I revolutionized X Division when I fought X Pac oh, in 1998 for the European Championship. I am willing to bet that D'Lo Brown doesn't get another NWA title shot. I would absolutely believe that. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm very willing to bet that. Wait, what's this? Gilberti and Swinger don't want to come into the picture. Oh. No, we ain't coming awesome. in. So, hey, you know what? At least we know they're not getting fired. Not yet. Oh, my God. Look at Swinger with the coconut bra. And grass skirt, and, and Glenn Gilberti's dressed up like a leprechaun. That's funny. Look at the shoes. Gilberti looks almost too good in that suit. Yeah. Swinger with the bra is hilarious. He's covering I his like face. how Swinger's selling it. He's just like, I don't want to be seen. That's funny. They would love you in the village, he says. Real funny, Hudson. Look at me! <laughs> this sent the business back 30 years. Wait, David Young. Know, David Young. I'm surprised David Young wasn't like made to look like a fool. Right. I gotta find somebody oh, who can get me no, a match tonight. David, no. I could lose my job, Glenn. We don't need a David Young match tonight. All right, everything's been going pretty smooth. Go to Dusty Rhodes. He'll have anyone out. Oh, here's D Ray 3000. You know where the ring at? D Ray, you're not on the show. 
always the same place. Oh my god. Scott Hudson, do they <laughs> drug test around here? <laughs> That's funny. See, Scott Hudson almost couldn't say that. He goes, when they named this place the asylum, they nailed it. That's a that's a pretty good line. Because like that kind of proves like this is just a wild show. Right. That's a really like great company. Point. There's a tagline too. <sighs> Challengers, unpredictable and uncontrollable. That's right, Bob. We have a tag team title match tonight. I almost forgot that Abyss and Mountain Brown are going for tag team gold tonight. The goldie factor. Let's see here. Familiarity and experience versus power and strength. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting really disappointed with the lack of indie notes. It's making your job too easy. It really is. And I think it's bullcrap because uh, these indie promotions should be for, forking over some money. Mm-hmm. And paying these guys for appearances because there's no, there's nobody, there's nothing, nothing happened with anybody in this next match. Dude, here comes the alpha male. Ooh, Monty Brown. Hey, where's the jacket? You got rid of the jacket. Yeah, but those tights, or they're like biker shorts, but yeah. Ooh, wah! Fuck yeah, dude, alpha male. Let's go, dude. Ooh, wah! Ooh. And of course, here comes his partner. One of my favorites. The monster. Being led to the ring by Goldilocks. He is Abyss. Wish they'd name his signature move. You know, but... I wonder when uh, Father James Mitchell's going to come back. Okay, so we've, we've talked about that. Oh, shit. Is he wearing all black? Is he? I think he is. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's like the good. I love this attire. I don't know if I like the white on the side. It's like a cool little design. Ah, shit, man. That makes me feel like Abyss walked into Hot Topic and was like, yep, that's my shirt. There's like little skulls. He's got little studs on his shoulders. Yeah, see, I don't know if I like that. It should just be all black. Yeah, but it's a good look. Here come America's Most Wanted. Okay, so the first time, this is the first time Abyss is worn all black like this. But anyways, rewinding what you asked. We've been talking about that for a while, and it's like we were like, oh, we can't wait to see like when that's going to happen. And like, I'm like shocked that it hasn't happened. Yeah, I, I really do wonder how long Goldie's with him. Are we going to finish out the, like, Asylum pay-per-views before James Mitchell's with him? There's no way. Um, Could you see? Okay, this is a weird shot in the dark. What if Mitchell's kind of behind it all and still, like, a little puppet master, and that's why, like, Goldilocks he's essentially using as, like, a puppet? Could, could you think that's something that could work? And they uh, could still introduce it and, and not, like, destroy the fact that there's just another manager. Uh, I don't know. I think what's going to end up happening here is that Abyss is going to become like infatuated with Goldilocks, and it's going to like weaken him. Mm. And like Father James Mitchell is going to come back, and he's going to be like, "What the fuck is going on with you, Abyss? 
I remember you being a monster doing other things. Now you're you've developed feelings for Goldilocks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it's eventually revealed that Goldilocks was using the whole time. You know, kind of like a darker version of uh, Phineas Godwin and Sonny, which you can <laughs> listen to our live reactions over on Icopod for that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and you, Phineas and Sonny. And you could have... Uh, <laughs> and you could have uh, Goldilocks bring somebody else in to be like her... Mm. I, I like my idea better, but... Uh, yours is too convoluted. I how think would, how would Mitchell? It. How would Mitchell have like power over Goldilocks wanting to get Eric Watts's money? Well, I'm I'm ignoring the Eric Watts part of this. <laughs> oh, okay. Like strictly, like, and maybe he's just money hungry, and that's just part of it. I don't know. I but I just feel like so Abyss had Callus. He has Goldilocks, and then he's gonna. We know he's gonna have Mitchell. We can't even play dumb about that one. So it's like, how do you do that transition? That's like a lot of managers for Abyss to like finally get the one that's going to fit. Yeah. Uh, Maya Brown had a bail of the floor because James Storm displayed more wrestling, uh, Matt wrestling, than Maya Brown has seen in the entire two-year run that he's had in TNA. Although I know he was gone for like 15 months of that, but um, he, got, he got really baffled by that. Right, Tennessee Cowboy sitting up in the rope. He put his hat on. He's waiting for Monty Brown to come back uh, into the well, ring. Well, you know what? And I think AMW is winning this. Oh, shit. Storm looks to be pretty happy about it. And Storm just threw his hat into the crowd. If you have that hat, uh, Dallas will definitely pay you some significant money. Maybe Kenny Omega signed turnbuckle money. You never know. Send us a DM at Cross the Line TNA. Oh, a biscuit uh, drop kicked in Monty Brown. Yeah, already they're going to start feuding with each other because he got drop kicked into him. Oh, Monty, Monty Brown just went to the apron. He didn't even care. Right. I'm thinking like Rudy Charles had some kind of surgery on his arm. I just don't understand what that thing is. I think it's a TNA tattoo. Oh, it could be like a tattoo or something weird like that. Showing his loyalty. Harris comes in with an axe handle, a double axe. Chris Harris. Oh, he got caught. Choke slam attempt here by Abyss. No, he just tosses him into the corner. Now, if you notice, though, Abyss's outfit is definitely part of, like, the revamp. Like, we're going to get you guys cooler outfits. Because he literally was wearing, like, a little blue button-up shirt. Yeah, but the way that it looks on this, like, on that left side, it just looks like uh, fish bones. So I agree. I don't like the skulls part as much. The other part's just like a weird design that sort of matches his tattoos. So, like... I don't hate that as much. I'd much rather him just be wearing all black. Well, don't worry. It's still coming unbuttoned like his other shirt. So you can't see how wet he is, though. I'm missing the, in the blue. It's a weird you sentence see, out of context. You could see how wet he was. Harris laying in punches on Abyss. Goes for an Irish whip here, but Abyss counters. Oh, he gets kicked in the face, though. Harris off the ropes, comes back. Oh! Pop up, slam. Boom, press slam him. Down to the mat, gut first, and he's going to taunt. <laughs> Find the hard cam and taunt, buddy. Maya Brown's coming in. He's got a two-counter on Chris Harris. Now he's just punching him in the nipple. Or on the nipple, I should say. 
and drops Harris Chesfers over the top rope. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm getting McDonald's anymore, Dallas. I might just buy Domino's. Well, then you don't have to go there. So I mean, I don't. I can just get McDonald's tomorrow. That's true. You could order it right now, and it'd be there by the time the show's done. Uh, that is that's probably true. Right, Brown fighting out of a suplex attempt by uh, here. Oh, double underhook overhead suplex, and he tosses him. Nice. Wow. Go get him, Mountain Brown. Are we going to see Ooh, new what? tag champs? No. No, we're not. There's no way. But I don't think either one of these guys are getting pinned either. <laughs> right. Then I feel like this is a double DQ. Yeah. Throw the match out. We don't need to see it again. Yeah. I mean, Abyss and Mountain Brown is just such a, it's a random team to begin with. Like, there was, what is their common goal? They just like to beat people up? Is that um, it? I mean, I guess. We haven't done any time checks. So on my end here, we got 36.05 left. And if yeah, you're Dallas, that means it's one hour, 15 minutes and 58 seconds. That's right. Yeah, I meant to do a time check probably about 30 minutes ago, and I forgot. That's fine. Don't worry about it. We're really slacking today. So. That's fine. There's really nothing going on in this match. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you know, I usually like to save the notes if I can for like mid things. But on that note, <laughs> there's not much going on in this match. So the Comcast Mid-Atlantic Station, which carried the first Impact show at 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. Gosh. Well, they didn't they didn't carry it the second week. What? Uh, and the only date scheduled on their latest TV schedule was the June 19th one. Uh, was June 19th. Which means no exposure so exposure in several markets, including Baltimore, D.C., Richmond, Charlotte, uh, Raleigh, and Norfolk. <laughs> wow. And also right. the Comcast Philadelphia midnight Saturday nighttime slot, which was only a temporary tryout, is now permanent. So a little bittersweet here. Wow. Uh, Abyss just splashed Monty Brown in the corner. So I feel like we're going to end up getting a Monty Brown Abyss match out of this because they're going to be like, well, why'd you hit me all the time? Yeah. James Storm has gotten tagged in, and he is going to hit a Hurricanrana on Monty Brown. Ducks are closing by Abyss. Head scissors off the rope. You got it. Nice bump there uh, by Abyss. Doing a somersault. Something I can't do. At least not gracefully. I can't do that. Oh, Maya Brown dumped to the floor. Uh-oh. What's Abyss doing? Don't. Wait. If he falls to the floor, it's a DQ win. That's right. Wait. Uh, head scissors. Abyss is eliminated. That's not a DQ? Oh, going not. for crossbody, but he gets caught by both Monty Brown and Abyss, and then here comes Harris, knocks everyone down. Goldilocks looks a little, she's a little <laughs> concerned. Let's see, one, two. Kick out by Maya Brown. You can't keep Maya Brown down.
All right, round the cover again. No, not quite. Use the chain, Abyss. Use the chain. Look at him choking him with his leg as he's talking about You can't be endorsing cheating. This podcast, we are all about straight and narrow. We don't like violence, weapons. If you if you ain't rustling like it's 1920, I'm not interested. Right, Dallas? Yes, Bob. Thanks. Exactly. Bob, you're always right. I mean, well. It is. That's true. You like my Twitter takes. Usually, especially when they're about baseball. Oh, I know that's a lie. I don't even know what I'm talking about at the time. My favorite thing about Dallas on social media is um, he only posts about giveaways. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to, like, tweet about, like, wrestling sometimes. But, like, I don't want to get in fights. So I just stay I stay neutral. Oh, look at that chop. Dude. Yeah, people Jake's really, they, they take a lot of, uh, they take, like, people's opinions like, very. That's why I just watch, dude. Heart. That's why I watch from the outside and I don't it's post like, a lot. Um, like that guy on AEW when the lights went out and, like, everybody shit on it. Right. You got people debating about it. And it's just like. It's not that serious. Dude, there's a sector. Yeah, that's why I stay out of it. Um, I don't want to get, like, shadow blocked by wrestlers because I, like, say something mean. Well, wrestlers are also very sensitive. I'm sensitive. Right. But I'm not going to shit on somebody, bro. I'll just, you know, report you to Elon Musk. That's true. And I'm telling you right now, if I got to pay to you. Yeah, well, that's a rumor of bullshit, too. So I ain't even talk about that right now. I'm done. Quitting. Monty Brown, Irish Whip, James I'll Storm, Wheelbarrow, Bulldog. I, uh, I'll say I'll quit Twitter, but then when it's 15 bucks a month, I'll have to fucking do it. You'll do it anyway. I thought he was going to go for a cover, but he's not. No, why would he? He's got a tag in uh, Chris Harris. Wait. Scott Hudson's out here talking to Goldilocks. Oh, Probably to, trying to get her to go to, to Eric. To go sign the contract, right? Look, she's doing it. What she's sleeping. Scott Hudson have? You go, what the fuck? That's just weird. The only other way they could get rid of Goldilocks from Abyss is if whatever they do with Eric Watts and Abyss for Goldilocks, whatever they're doing with that, also gets rid of Goldilocks. And, like, that's the way they get rid of her, but that's not even part of the deal. Here's Ducks a clothesline by Abyss. That is press. What is this guy? Stole goes to and left hands. Toss him a beer. Oh, wait, Ronnie Brown. He's in there. He also missed. What is with these guys missing clothesline? Leaping clothesline by Harris. Oh, clothesline the out. Clothesline himself and Abyss over the top to the floor. That should have been a double disqualification, but again, what do, what do I know? Harris has got Brown hooked for a vertical oh. suplex, and he drives him down. That's a three, baby. Ready? One, two, 
Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my god. That was way too close for a joke. Let's see. Oh, set oh, him. Cat on it. And nope. no. Already, dude. Ready? The pounce. Oh yeah. Yeah. The pounce. Sorry about your damn luck. Period. Oh shit. Oh, wait, here's Gene Storm. Super kick out of the That's ring. That's a DQ. He kicked him over the top. That's a DQ. The tag titles change on DQs. For all titles. Oh, that right? was wicked. That shitty. was a fucking horrible choke, Sam. Kicks out at two. Okay, so as they're freaking out about that, I gotta say, six-sided ring works beautifully for the pounds. Uh, yeah. It like because they come in at an angle after. You don't, have full, you don't even know what way he's gonna go. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. The torture rack. We're never going to name this move. It's been over a year. Another missed clothesline. They're really relying on the missed clothesline spot in this match. Poetry oh, emotion, but it's a spear. Wow. After a super kick, mind you. Oh, wait, that's not Wait funny. a second. Wait it's a second. Oh, the fucking naturals. Uh, it's a gut check. Now, hang on a minute. Oh, wait. Oh, he just he smacked him good. Powder in the face, chair shots. Naturals have gotten the match. Gonna, out. I was just going to say maybe that the AMW lost the titles, but they attacked AMW, so they, they've won the match by disqualification. So much for this gut check. I mean, they just freaking waffled them with the chair. John McChesney, security guy of the night. Uh-oh. What are they doing? Are they taking the jackets? They are. Oh, wow. Wait. Is, that, <laughs> is this why Is this why you threw the, the hat in the audience? Because they're about to not wear this shit anymore? Oh, maybe. We're, hey, where's the mirror? He's acting like Chris Harris. <laughs> Chase Stevens, Andy Douglas. What a little bunch of dicks. There's an argument going on in the back. Oh, yeah, I'm going to own you. It's Goldie Fox yelling at Eric Watts. I'm going to get my money back. Any contract, any match. You've never owned anything, woman. You've only taken it, which actually is pretty interesting if you've watched the her on the TLC's Cheapskate show. Yeah. Abyss has entered the scene here, and he's going after Eric. Yeah, well, fucking Eric yeah, like Eric Watts got pulled out of the arena. Like, they moved him out of the door. That's smart. Don is wearing his silk shirt, so it looks like it is a uh, pay-per-view exclusive type of thing here. Wow, dude. Well, we're at the announce table. I like the background with the lights. I like this view much better than yeah. the crowd behind him that Bye. normally is, like, making faces. What about Jerry Lynn? Oh, signed up. It sounds like the next gut check. Jerry Lynn, 19th, July 19th and 20th. They're, they're really going for it. I mean, it amounts to nothing. Yeah. Well, Bob, next year, two-year anniversary. It's a big show next week. Um, in, on Wednesday, that is. So let's hear it. Listen to this. From AAA. The mini luchadors here next week. Also, first time ever on pay-per-view, 
a ladies stretcher match, Trinity and Desire, a chance to settle the score. Okay, America's Most Wanted, going to defend the titles. Oh, for, against the Nasawa and Miyamoto, so it's against some all Japan guys. How the hell are they get that? It's hoping there's the Naturals. The Naturals haven't earned one. They have to beat somebody first. Fair enough. X Division, AJ Styles defends against a Kid Cash, and then of course, NWA World Title Match. Sheriff Jarrett and uh, Ron Killing. So they didn't even name drop that one, which is kind of interesting to me. But oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. So really, next week's episode is like, hey, it's the second anniversary, but it's also Styles and Cash against, and then uh, Jarrett Killings. I mean, that's not a bad one too. All the titles on the line. We're backstage again here with Scott Hudson. Raven looking stressed out. He's asking for some time. Been in this business a long time. Was he acting like Dusty got to him? Yeah. He said he he apologized once in his entire career. We should all know what that is. He didn't mean it. No, he did not. The man's dead, but he's a legend. This is weird. What the fuck? Sabu, I'm sorry. Next week, two-year anniversary. He's going to have a tribute ceremony to the Sheik. That Dusty and Sabu would be proud of. And he's I'm sorry. And he walks off. Okay. Yeah. Wow, dude. Raven is like a good like, guy again. Yeah, okay. I feel like we're not going to buy that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, I I think it sounds pretty good next week, man. I'm excited. This is not bad. Could it be stronger? Maybe. Jared Killings is something that I feel like I'm not fully invested in. I'm not fully invested, but I don't think they've done a bad job building Killings back up for it. Yeah. I think I'm more annoyed about, like, the the way they've handled Jared in this, like, the whole King stuff, like, we've talked about. Like, I think that's the part that's kind of getting to me about it. Uh, see, I think I'm on the opposite end. I think it's, for me, it's Ron. Really? Hmm. I'm just, I don't think I'm buying him in. I don't think I'm buying him as a challenger. I don't know if I agree with that. He just didn't do anything for like months and then he randomly wins. They did pretty decent to build him up again, though, before the King of the Mountain match and stuff. Ah, uh, see. Um, as a side note here, Mike Tanay sat down with Team Canada uh, before the show. Sorry. Scott DeMore's talking. Because we do have a flag match left here at the end of the show, Bob. Team Canada versus Team NWA. Still no divine. Yeah, I, th- I have a feeling we have no notes about it, but I have, a, <laughs> I have to say, I mean, divine's got to be at least on hiatus right here. Unless he's injured, but. I don't know. Talking about the leadership skills of Jerry Lynn. I have a massive cramp in my right leg. This is so much fun.
I'm looking at indie notes for this last match, and we're already looking like there's fucking nothing for all these guys either. This is ridiculous. No way. This is unbelievable. How do none of these guys get fucking bookings? Because they're all losers. It's a loser. That's what he's gonna get at here. Yeah, see, can't win the win. You can't win the big one. Jerry Lynn, he was never a ECW World Champion. Oh wait, it's not the big one, Bob. Oh yeah, other than the recent World X Cup win, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, Scott Demore. What about that? You still won't give us an explosion, you piece of shit. Hashtag we want explosion. (laughs) Tag Scott Demore. We tried to yell it to him a little bit at Rebellion. It didn't really seem to work. Yeah, no one was really supportive of that. I feel like nobody knew what we were talking about. So that was a little <laughs> no, I don't think they did either. It's so bad. What the hell's explosion? What are you yelling? PD. Isn't say nothing, but that still might be like good. a thing? No, I don't think explosion is anymore. Now they do like the BTI. Wow. Explosion, I think, hasn't been a thing for a couple of years at this point, hasn't it? I don't fucking know. You would know that better than me. Bob, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Explosion. You've never watched an episode of Explosion? I don't know if I've ever... I don't know if I've ever seen it. Dallas, there is absolutely zero indie notes for all the guys in this fucking movie. (laughs) Wow, guys. What the hell? That's amazing. That's nuts, dude. Mike, this interview is over. Tamora is not happy with his team, and of course, Tanae is going to give us the. Oh, he thinks the camera's off, and he's yelling at Bobby Roode. Oh, I can't shit. You do that to me. Now he's like slapping him. Get out of here. They're, oh, they're not even doing anything. They're just walking off disappointed. That's a good way to motivate. He's yelling at Mike Tanae. Oh, my God. Mike today needs to have a fucking wrestling match. Like, what, Dude, are, we, what are we doing? Does anyone got more heat than Mike today? <laughs> Guys, we're at an hour 32 minutes. Oh, sorry. An hour 33 minutes and two seconds. We're if about to head into on, this flag match. If I was on the creative team, I would have pitched, guys, I think we should do a tag team match with NWA world titles on the line. And fucking Mike today wins it. If Vince Russo can be world champion, fucking Mike today can too. Right. I can't believe there's no indie notes. Trust me, I am shocked. I thought at least, like, one of them. Uh, Jerry Lynn, he's a mainstay. (laughs) But nothing. I'm really not sure if I'm excited for a flag match. Uh, Yeah, Bob, I'm going to be quite honest with you. When they just said we still got the flag matches to come, I I almost, like, choked on my drink. Like, oh, fuck. I feel like this shouldn't be the main event. I guess what would have been a better main event for the show? The three life crew against Jared's guys. Oh, yeah. No, you're probably right about that. But see, that was so quick and like nothing in the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, I think it might be more effective at the end. It would make more sense. This is so random. Unless there's something, maybe there's something like a surprise. You think they got something up their sleeve in this? They might. You never know. Listen, I'm just going to say it, dude. I'm ready for, uh, like, little Petey Pump. 
Let's go. Okay, Maple Leaf Muscle. Let's do it. We're fast forwarding a couple of years. My favorite. I can't wait for uh, Super Eric. And I will tell you, I got a pretty, I got a, a few people to pop at my don't fire Eric. There's a there's a couple jokes that the guys in front of us, you were making them crack up. Yeah. And they were all like old TNA jokes. Yeah, they were. Well, when Alexander did his 10 uh, Germans and I started to to hum Chris Benoit's theme music. Oh, dude, they were loving that. They got that. They, they enjoyed that one. Do you hear the song? Do you hear the song right now? Born and raised in the we're going USA. Old school. Holy shit, dude. I've been waiting to that's use this song you, again in an episode. That's when you know it's like serious. When you gotta go when you have to revert back to like your old school um theme. Dude, it's and now guys that's when you know. if you're not watching the show or listening to the show, it's the instrumental version. But if you look at that new flag, dude, it's got like shiny shit all over it. That's Wait brand new. This flag match is a t is a Canadian flag against the NWA flag. Yeah, dude. They didn't even go USA with it. They went with the NWA. Okay. Yeah, and guess what? They're going to play Born and Raised in the USA if they win, I bet. No, I hope they play no. the fucking TNA. <laughs> <laughs> like the NWA tradition song? Yeah. 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 And then you just have it today, like, they stood up for what's right. <laughs> tradition. Tradition rules over Canada. That's funny. This is, um, this is, yes, this is a very strategic match. Well, this is kind of weird because the, wait a second, there isn't even a, po- like, they're in the ring posts. Bob, I'm pretty sure what I'm hearing is essentially it's like a capture the flag situation because Team Canada is with the NWA flag in their corner. Right. And the Canadian flag is in the Team NWA corner. And Don West said, you have to do everything you can to get it. Okay, so, t- so Team Canada's going to block NWA from getting the NWA flag? Right, so you want to get your flag back. And then there's a poll that you either have to hang it up on or they'll just do that at the end. I, I kind of missed that part from the commentary, but... This is... Okay. This is just innovative, Bob. Innovative. I don't think that's the word I'm looking for. It might be innovative. Stupid. Hey. Hey. Don't you talk like that? Well, I mean, they all can't be winners. No, they can't. Jerry Lynn hammering away on Bobby Roode. Tilt a whirl, head scissor. Onto Bobby Roode, my favorite Bob in wrestling. Wow, man. I'm right here. And if you don't think that I'm in wrestling, well, you are mistaken. Well, did you know that Bob writes on WrestlingRecaps.com, his own personal wrestling review website? Also, he's doing AEW Dark reviews over at PWMania.com, a site that I used to frequent as a child. So by default, that means I'm like your hero. It is kind of cool because... I did. I really do did like that site a lot. That was like my go-to. Now it's just so easy to get news from like the Twitter feed that I, I don't really go to sites anymore. But well, we're gonna have to edit that out. Uh, so Dallas, you do go. Well, that being said, though, 
you go no. to Pedo Mania every day and you just refresh it a lot. Okay, so I don't do that, but I actually have gone to it recently, and that's not mine. I actually have gone to it. No, I try so hard. Bob's Dark Elevation review was absolutely phenomenal. And now that I say that out loud, I have not watched that show yet, though. That's unfortunate. I know, actually. <clears throat> I kind of meant to, but Eric Young getting tagged in. Skipper's in the ring now. They got control. Eric Young hammered away on prime time. Bob, we saw one third of this match at Rebellion. Eric Watts, Eric Young was there. Chris Saban was there, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, that's actually true. Oh shit! Oh, going for that essentially the buckshot uh, area. You know, it's amazing to me that Chris Saban, at the age of 39, is arguably in better shape now than he is here. Yeah, he's nuts. He's and he had one like ridiculous. one of the best matches of the night. Oh, I would say so, yeah. Or sorry. Well, no, that match was good too, but I was getting it mixed up with a different match, but it was still pretty good. The whole match, the, the freaking show was great. Speaking of Chris Saban, here he is. He's tagged in to go after Eric Young. Oh, here comes PD. Oh, that was a weak takedown, but whatever. Oh. Oh, whoa. It was like an arm drag with PD. Did it with his leg. Oh, he countered. He caught his kick, and then PD banged Saban's head against his basement dropkick. Hell, Saban. Hell, Saban. Oh. Cradle shot. Nope. Rude spun the leg out. Whoa. What the fuck was that? He was in like a reverse DDT move, and then he popped out like a face buster. Yeah. Wait. They could get the flag right now. Oh, wait, look. Eric right, Young well, was he was distracting them. And they didn't get the freaking flag. Losers. I tried to sneak around right there, but it didn't work. It's not. It shouldn't be this hard. Demore, of course, yelling at Bobby Roode. Get up, Bobby. Just get the fuck. You know what? If I was Scott Demore, I'd get my hockey stick. I'd whack those guys over the back. And then my guys would get the flag, and then you win the match. Backbreaker by Chris Saban. That was nice. Poor people. Hell, Saban. The fans really love to say Hell, Saban. Was Hell was Chris Saban ever a cult leader? Because mm. that could have been a good gimmick. He could have been we need the TNA, to. He could have been the TNA version of Seth Rollins. Well, true. Bobby Roode with the Irish whip, but Elix Skipper reverses it. Oh, oh, oh! What's he doing? Oh shit! Headlock takeover. Slammer. Or a reverse one. Yeah. Spinebuster. Who is this guy? Ron Simmons? Uh, oh, he's okay. got the flag. They won. Oh, he has swept under. So you do have to hang your flag up, it looks like. That's stupid. He should, they, they should have won. Dude, this is all over the place. They're doing it out's table. 
they're brawling all over ringside. Jerry Lynn is sick of this shit. Scott Demore is about to grab the Canadian flag, which is not on hockey stick this week. Look, he just gave the flag. I to thought Bobby he was Roode. about to hit Bobby Roode. Could you imagine? You're not Canadian. We hate you, Bobby Roode. Just do it. All right. Come on. Just. Where do you hang it on that pole? I don't know. That pole is to... huge. Does Chris Vaughn have to come out and put it up there? Hang this up for me, brother. Uh, Skipper going for play of the day. Nope. PUMs in a missile drop kick, which was kind of awkwardly done because he was standing there for a good 30 seconds seemingly waiting for it. Let's see what PD can do here. Are both the flags like on the ground? Uh, yeah, so the NWA one is ringside, still on Team Canada's corner, and the Canadian flags like in the ring right there on the ropes. Ooh, pop up. He picked him up. Oh, counters into it. it. Yeah, so, okay. I was confused for a second. Like, wait, did he hit it? Here, Gun gets taken. Classic power slam. Uh, we're at an hour, 43 minutes, and 49 seconds. So not a ton of time left on the show. Just over eight minutes. Eight minutes and four seconds left. It's I probably too long. Gonna, this is probably going to be the longest eight minutes of my life. Well, Bob, if I were you, I'd throw What's in that down. flag match? Huh? Do you have one? I was actually like, thinking. I, I was actually thinking this one. Yeah. Okay. My favorite flag match is uh, Sergeant Slaughter against Jim Duggan. It was uh, March eighteenth, nineteen ninety one. Oh, wow. It was a good match. Reverse suplex by Elix Skipper onto Eric Young. I don't think that's actually accurate, but I, I wouldn't be surprised though. I don't know if I can think of any off the top of my head. Well, I know there was one with, like, Brett and uh, somebody else against fucking Patriot and Vader, right? Hmm. Did they do one with, with, like, the Rusev-John Cena feud? Oh, probably. Side rush of Lives by Jerry Lynn on Bobby Roode, and here comes Petey Williams Eric Young. Just double-teaming poor Jerry Lynn. Oh, shit. Did they both fuck up on the springboard there? Well, it looks like because Team Canada was a little too far away. Maybe too close to each other? That's weird. Could be that, too. I hope Sam's got Eric Young. What's he going to do? Nice. Over the shoulder, twisting like DDT there. No, Petey's up. Oh. What is happening? Lots of twists and turns. Canadian Destroyer? No. Oh, my God. Petey landed on his feet. Tilt to whirl. Oh, Petey. Counters are rushing like sweep. He's about to do it again, the skipper. Oh, no. Oh, prime time. Both proud of him that time. Okay. Swing slam there. Same thing for Eric. No. Young blocks a kick. Takes him down. Wheelbarrow suplex. No, he switches it to a neck breaker. Wow. The young blood is what he calls that? Did I hear that right? That's what it yes. like. Yep. Because the blood rushes to your head when you slam down. Genius. Both flags are in play. 
Bobby Roode going after Jerry Lynn. Yeah, there's the NWA flag on the floor. We know. Going for a power bomb. Jerry Lynn counters. Bobby Roode mm. gets tossed over the top rope with Jerry Lynn. They're both on the floor. Who's actually legal? Is there really a legal person in a flag match? I don't know, bro. That's what I'm asking. They were doing like, tags. You don't win by pin, right? Now that's a good point. Well, Eric Young, Eric Young has the Team Canada flag, but Saban has the Team NWA flag. Oh, Saban dropped it. Oh, great. Does, it must slide in at the top. That's what's got to be happening. Oh, Saban with an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. From the top, by the way. What if Skipper turned, he put the Canadian flag up, and was like, I'm going back to my roots, baby. Who? Skipper. Going back to my roots? Because he was in Team Canada. Canada. Oh, my God, dude, Skipper. Oh, shit, he's walking the rope with the NWA flag. Fall and break his neck. We didn't have backflip over Petey, but Petey took him down. Okay, here comes Petey Williams' turn. He's not wasting any time either. He's going right for it. Can he Uh, get there? The shortest man in the match. Can he reach the top? No. Oh, man. Oh, top rope German by Skipper causing Petey to flip over. That was amazing. TNA. Nope, now Skipper's got rude with a stomp, though. He stopped Skipper from even getting to his knees. Stop it away. No more shot the flag into the ring. Jerry Lynn's in with the NWA one, though. Here he goes. <laughs> the way that he was just running reminded me of, like, Mel Gibson in the Patriot. <laughs> oh, no. The hockey stick. Hey, that's cheating. And Bobby Ruth got him with a... Uh... Oh. Nope. He was going for a power bomb, but he didn't get it. Jerry Lynn, Cradle, and the Cradle Pile Spike Driver. Uh, he's going to hit him with that fucking hockey stick. Yeah, but look at Demore. Oh, shit. Oh, he fucking whacked him pretty good on the knee, and then Jerry Lynn fell to the ground. Uh, and then he tosses no. it to Aaron Young going for it. Oh, yeah, there's a little thing, and there we go. Team Canada wins. Wow, dude. Look at Demore. What? Is he doing a spin rooney Dude, look how happy he is. Oh, my God. He's bouncing up and down on his butt. That's funny. Again, he interfered that coach. They're they're really giving... uh... Team Canada push here. I think it's because of how much heat they got, man. I mean, I think it's because of Demore. Demore's got the heat, right? And they're they're good. They, I mean, they're good workers, so it all it works oh, out yeah. in all all assets or yeah aspects aspects. That's what I meant to say. I thought I said it right because I can't I can barely hear myself talk. But oh man, look at him put Demore up on his, sh- his shoulders. Jared's in the back. Wait, Jared's talking with Hudson. 
You want to talk about the DOA, don't you? DOA was at the wrong place at the wrong time. He's wearing a wow. ridiculous outfit. It could have been BG James. It could have been Conan, but he's at the wrong place at the wrong time. Just like you're going to be around the truth killings next week. I'm the king of the mountain. I'm the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Gold. You will never, ever forget the name of Jeff Jarrett. Gold. Two-year anniversary graphic here at the end of the show. Whoop-dee. Stretcher match. Oh, they're just running down the same car that we already know. All right. right. So, Dallas, what do you uh, think about this, this week's episode? Uh, well, I'd like to point out real quick, too. They're using the uh, impact graphic for this because you can see the hands at the bottom, and it says Fox yeah. Sports Net flying across the screen at the top. Um, okay, so I'm I'm going to say it was a thumbs in the middle because, I don't know. Oh, only $9.95. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, not a ton happened, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, it felt like it's, if this, again, I've, I've said this numerous times. If this was a TV show, it's a good show. Yeah, I agree. Because you're, you're advancing things. Like the Raven Sunjay thing, and you say, well, that's that's Right, I think there was some good stuff that happened, but I think I am more or less, like, I feel like I'm getting to the point where it's, like, the like a lo- most of the matches have to be, like, shit that was really good or like something really good story wise to happen for me to be like yo this is a thumbs up and i think that's why impact even though i know there's only been two episodes but they were like instantly like that was a good show like the even the way it's presented and everything this show wasn't bad but i don't think it 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 did what i was wanting it to but to be fair it didn't have like a super strong card now next week for the second anniversary pay-per-view it's got a fairly strong card, I'd say, and I don't know. On paper, to me, if that disappoints, like that's gonna really suck. Like it already feels like it's going to be a good show. Yeah, it's definitely a stronger uh, lineup, that's right? Which is not a surprise. I am gonna, you know, you've said this is a thumbs down, and that means that for me, or you said thumbs down. This is a thumbs down. I knew you were going to do it, man. Now, it's not like, you know, oh, hey, it's horrible. But it's just like, I feel like I watched a show that had nothing truly accomplished here. Well, that's kind of what I feel, to be honest. Like, that is that is how I'm feeling about it. It's a filler week of stuff to get to, the, to next week's bigger episode. Which I understand. No, they, they yeah, can't... I mean, I get it too, but. They can't all be I'm bangers. paying ten in theory here. I'm paying ten dollars. Right. So it's not really worth it to me. Well, you know what though? At least we can say in two days, Bob. We're going to impact. Which I don't think we really know anything about, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but essentially it's gonna be like our go home show for the second anniversary. It's their last, like, what are they going to do to really make people want to buy that second anniversary show? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Jarrett, Jarrett and Killings is just is your main draw for the second anniversary show. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if I can get there. I don't know. I'm hopeful, though, that uh, it will be a better episode. And of course, we got a stretcher match, too. We do get a freaking stretcher match, dude. Desire and Trinity. That's fine. Right. I think it'll be fun. And we yeah. got minis from Mexico. You rolled your eyes at that, but they're usually pretty fun. fucking sure did, man. I don't like that stuff. Wow. Because it's always presented comedy. No, the, I think the minis from Mexico are more, they're like fun. They do like athletics uh, fun thing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll every, see. Every time I've ever really seen it, it's usually, like, oh, hey, look at these guys and let's laugh at them. That's not really that fun for me. Oh, I understand that. Uh, but you're right. All right. In two days, we'll be back with some more impact, baby. You got anything else, Dallas, or not? Uh, no, Bob. I think that pretty much wraps it up for me, man. All right. Well, we'll see you for impact. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast.